Mostly God. polite. Passive <laughs> My mostly. lord. <laughs> you, you are polite until we're playing a game, and then you're the goddamn Well, devil. yeah, really. Yeah, um, I found my soulmate with game playing, my friend Courtney. <laughs> oh, jeez. We are like both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Demons, I'm sure. <laughs> Man. Matt, Matt, Matt's over there oogling my Tim Capella shirt. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. It's an awesome the, shirt. The, the, I still believe. Yeah, the, the sweaty saxophonist from yeah. Lost Boys. Yeah, it makes me... I want to go to like... What beach was that? Holy shit. It was in LA, wasn't it? It's uh, Santa Cruz. Oh, Santa Cruz Beach. Yeah. Banana Slug now, Beach. Light up a garbage can on fire and like just run up and down the beach in that shirt and be yelling, I still believe. People wow. are kind of be like, what the fuck is this? Wow. Although, no. although they had to change the name of the city in the movie to Santa Carla because Santa Cruz originally got behind it, but since Santa Cruz actually had four serial killers in their past, decided maybe not be a... <laughs> And they're, to this they're a college thing. town, so also, you know. And then after the movie came out and became big, all of a sudden they started like, oh, doing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, come here. The yeah. movie was filmed here. Come here. Yeah. Actually, yeah, Matt, if you go and do all that stuff, they're going to be like, oh, another one. <laughs> Jesus Probably. Christ. Like Philadelphia running up the uh, library steps or the museum steps. Yes. 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 You know, going to the Rocky statue. <laughs> I go. did that, by the way, in one of my... my uh, you got to. Yeah. Or those steps layovers. in the Bronx. That now, oh, the Joker, yeah, the Joker, and everybody is pissed about people coming into, and it's like, you know, guys, this this isn't exactly the best neighborhood to just <laughs> yeah. no, come no. in as a tourist and take some pics. Uh-huh. No, people are getting rolled in that area for, for taking pictures. People are praying it's, and then uh, praying. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of praying, I gotta say the the reason I'm a Lost Boys fan of this day, I can I can thank Christianity. For that oh because it was actually shown to us after a at our what do you call a secondary pastor not the main pastor but the secondary one the one that ran the uh, youth group programs oh, at my we church used to call it our youth pastor okay sure youth pastor perfect it was for a get together we watched he Lost didn't know Boys. what it was did he yes <laughs> what right so, yep, I watched Lost Boys because of the youth pastor yep. inviting all everybody for a movie day. Didn't realize what it was. No, no, it's no. It's like my they mom didn't. taking my sister to see Pet Cemetery, not realizing Ooh. it was a horror movie. Oh, my. Wow. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> when it was in the theaters, my older sister's six years older, so, yeah. Wow. Still, that's a, that's a hefty one yeah. to, to be a... Ooh, yeah. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 613. I am Master Torgo. He's Jeff. Youth Pastor K. No, don't please. No. Oh, okay. Sexy sax man Matt. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and Deb. We're to talk weak and geek and delusions of grandeur. Uh, first off, this uh, week's Geek Shock is sponsored by War Room Games. Uh, you can catch them at 2510 East Sunset Road. And uh, I have been a big fan of their auctions. It's auction time, people. War Room Games this month, November 21st at 10 a.m., is the first auction since the pandemic. Now, they're in a new location with vaulted ceilings, lots of space, so I feel comfortable in that space. I wouldn't have felt comfortable in their last place. But, but this one, yeah. They can I, also open up those two bay garage doors there. Right. Yeah. Right. And, 
And as nice as it's been in Vegas, they probably will. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but if you're looking for cheap games, it's a best way to find it, whether it's board games or Warhammer. Everybody's selling their shit, and everybody's buying that shit. So come and sell your shit and buy some shit. I will be there as long as I can. There's extraneous events like work might keep that from happening. But if it doesn't, I will be there for sure. So again, that's on Sunday, the 21st, starts at 10 in the morning and expect that sucker to go long because it always does. And tell them Geek Shock sent you. Yeah, tell them Geek Shock sent you. And also, if you've got nothing better to do and you're in the area, head right down Eastern and go to Alternate Reality Games. Say hi to Ralph. Tell him Geek Shock sent you. Comics. Oh, shit. The Alternate Reality Comics, it's a, it's a whole different creature, isn't it? <laughs> alternate Reality Comics. So wait, we have new sponsors, War Room Comics and Alternate Reality Games? Yes. There we go. Yes, okay. we do. And that's how we Hansel, Hansel sponsorships, <laughs> folks. Somebody's been watching Zoolander. That Hansel, he's so hot right now. Alternate Reality Comics. If you need comics, Ralph's got them. Go check him out. 5300 Eastern Avenue, Suite 130. And if you want to discover comics, talk to Ralph. Yes. Because he has an uncanny ability to talk to you for five minutes and then pull something off the shelf that you will probably be interested in. Ask you a few questions about things you like, stories you like. And he can point Bam. to and yep. boom, and and don't take that one mystery science theater three thousand comic that he has left. I got my eye on it. <laughs> hmm, isn't it first come first serve? It is. Oh. It is. Did I just open that can of worms? I mean, that, yep. that's kind of how I got oh, the angel DVDs because <laughs> I was faster. <laughs> wow, it is true, and and like just a hair. I was I opened it up to the Geek Shock crew. I'm getting rid of my Angel and Buffy DVDs. I've had them for ages. And I'm like, who wants them? And, and Deb's like, Angel. And then Matt's like, a half a second later, I'll take them. And yeah. Yeah. Fastest Matt. one wins. It's like the goddamn auction. And Matt got stuck with Buffy. <laughs> snicker, snicker. Actually, Jeff did, because I ain't taking it home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. Everybody just leaves their shit at my place like I'm going to get rid of it. And apparently you don't. And if, and if you want a sponsorship on Geek Shock, you can. Anybody in our Tier 4 or higher grouping and our Kofi, you have, can have a sponsorship once a month. Uh, so hit us up if you want to sponsor something or just say some wacky shit. Then hit us at geekshockpodcast.com. Comments at. And uh, we'll get you sponsored up. We will handle it. We will Hansel it. That's what we do. We fucking Hansel. <laughs> and I want to put a quick thing. We'll, you know, we'll grit all the information together, right? We'll grit it all together? Sure. Yeah, Gretel all together. You're going to regret all that. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Uh, yeah. Jeff, uh, yeah, good job. And speaking of our tier members, tier four, King Vald, Deb T, David Farrar, and tier five, Leon Mitt, Jeff Harris, Jake Godbold, Ozzie Matt, Martin Tierney, thank you all for helping us with this show and and sponsoring it making it work god damn it we don't deserve you we don't but we love you yeah and all of our kofi members and thank you. you we you keep the gears running thank you so very much for supporting us the fans we don't deserve but they're the fans we need so my friends what geeky things to do this week <laughs> dab go for it <laughs> <laughs> Well, since I wasn't here last week, I have a couple of things. So, um, 
Well, first, I'm going to start with, I have finished book one of the Citadel series, which is written by R. Jeff Conkle. Yes. Um, it is going to be a three-book series, this first set. Um, definitely, if you enjoy fantasy and you enjoy stories that feel like a D&D game, you should read this book. Um, it's, you know, he's this is his first novel that he's actually written and published, Um it's, I mean, it's really, the content is really good. And once I finally read the acknowledgement at the end, I'm like, that's, it's from his campaigns of, you know, tabletop gaming when all of his friends growing up and like this book is written after a big long campaign that they ran for years. And it's the essay Corey and Dragonlance way of doing things. <laughs> it's really cool. And um, definitely like you want to know what's going to happen to the characters um, so you want to read the next story because he, towards like the last few chapters, he really starts getting into the world and how it's working and the big bads and a little bit more intricacies of the story, but he just like, you know, gives you a taste of it. So if you want to know any more, you have to read book two. I highly suggest picking up this book. He, book two is out just so everybody knows he's going to be doing a Kendall promotion, um, they're still waiting on the timing, but I'm pretty sure he will let us know as soon as he has the dates from his publisher. But it will, he, they will be doing a free Kindle promotion for book two. So book one is called Citadel of the Fallen. Book two is Gathering of the Fallen. So definitely suggest those. And then I recently went to go see my parents who live in California, which is a drive. And so when I do long drives, especially by myself, I do audiobooks. So I have been listening to the second series by, uh, is it Leigh Lee Bardu- Bardugo? The woman who wrote uh, Shadow and Bone, the Shadow and Bone series. Oh. Um, they just announced that movie not too long ago. Well, it's a TV series. Oh, sorry. Yes, on Netflix. Okay. So they did season one. Um, it came out earlier this year, yeah. So I, I read that series, you know, during the Frost event in Houston, in Texas in February. And I did enjoy it. Um, the world, the, that whole storyline in and of itself, I think it was a little, they wrapped it up too neatly in a nice little pretty bow. Sometimes I'm not the biggest fan of that. Sometimes I feel like it's a good idea. Sometimes it's not. But the second series is The Six of Crows. It's a two book series. And it takes place in the same world um, on a different continent. Um, so it builds on you know, the world. So you can, you have to know who Grisha are. You have to kind of understand the politics and how things work. But other than that, it's a totally different story. Um, I really kind of like this series better than the original Shadow and Bone series. Um, it's more, the second series um, follows a gang of like thieves and their kid. Like really they're not, they say they're like kids, but I think the book, you kind of feel they're more like, what, like 16 to 18 years old. So they're not very old. Um, and they run like a very well-off thieving gang in Kirch. I like the story. It's really good. The characters are really great to follow. So um, if you have heard anything, if you watch Shadow and Bone, um, I would suggest reading Six of Crows. The one thing I will say, the series Shadow and Bone, which we're only reading the Shadow and Bone series before watching the Netflix show, um, they actually took some of the characters from the Six of Crows books and put them into the other story, which is weird now that I've read the Six of Crows story. Huh. Um, 
it kind of, I mean, like, it's like they took the place of other characters that were in the Shadow and Bone books. And I don't know why they're combining these two stories because they really, I feel like the Six of Crows could have been totally fine all by itself. Um, but I get them having to tell the other story first so you can get the setting of the world and how it works. But, um, but yeah, it's a good book series. It's one of those um, audiobooks that has multiple actors reading the different characters. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, yes. So you really good, get a really good flavor of each character. Um, I enjoy those immensely. Another one that's super great like that, which is um, uh, World War Z. World oh, War Z, yeah. that audiobook, yeah. if you have never listened to it, you need to. Oh, my God. It is amazing. Um, if you've never read that book and you've only seen the film, you need to read the book. Yeah. Don't go on the film alone. Please, no. please, please. Film it is maybe titled after the book, but it is not the book at all, at all, at all. Um, but an excellent audiobook, Excellent. Just like another favorite of mine is Dresden Files. So Dresden, um, James Marsters does the audiobooks for those, and he does an amazing job. He's one of those um, actors, voice actors, that you know does different voices for different characters, and so it's very fluid, very fluid. Um, but yeah, so Lee Bardugo, Six of Crows is the second series from Shadow and Bone, and then F. Jeff Conkle's Citadel of the Fallen, and book two coming out on Kindle with a Kindle promotion coming soon. Fantastic. Matt, what'd you do? That, that's great, Matt. Jeff, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. It's your time, Matt. What, what, what did you do? Absolutely nothing. Yeah, okay, yeah. She keeps telling me to talk about the table, but I walked in and there's a gaming table. So we went with Major Matt because he's on this table kick, okay. gaming table <laughs> kick. <laughs> and we walk in there and it's like, there's nothing there. It's it, it was on the other side of town. It took us an hour to get there. Las Vegas Speedway. By the Speedway. Oh. Um, what Gaming Theory? Gaming. What's the name of the company? Uh, good question. Cute Dog Gaming Store. I don't know. Is there a cute dog in there? There, yeah. there was. Oh, oh my God. Yes. It was precious. You just wanted to pick her up and take her home. Commander K was there with us. <laughs> yes. I'll, yeah. go, I, I, I'll uh, go just for the dog. <clears throat> absolutely. That dog was wonderful. So we get there. He's ready to drop some cash to buy this gaming table. He is ready. I mean, like his pockets are smoking. Oh. It's ready to happen. Yeah. And he gets there. Oh, this ain't going to fit. Or, or this won't fit all eight of us. Because, you know, we're, we're not exactly small. <laughs> yeah. At, 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 one, at one point, we lined up him, Matt, and me on one side. We're like, you yeah, know, this ain't going <laughs> to work. Yeah. Especially if you're going to use it for gaming. Like, you need space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny because one of the things we realized while we were looking at all this is that play area versus seating area are actually two separate considerations. Because that table's play area, perfect. Yeah. That'll do the job for any game you want to play. It works. But there's no way eight people are getting around that table. So now we're back to the idea of building one. Oh, no. So, yeah. Again with the building. It's just like... Do you guys know Woodworker? With yeah, all the yeah. Tools? His name it's is not Matt that, it's and not Lewis. That hard. <laughs> like you, you're, you're talking like we're building like a nuclear reactor or something. No, it's a gaming table. It's not that hard. If you hard. want it to look nice with nice accents, there are certain tools you need to have and use yes, to do so. I'm well aware. 
I, I, well I almost feel I want to film this for Kofi members. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I can be there and provide the accents, and you know maybe Steve can come in and join in. Hey, he does lots there of you accents. Go. He does. Yeah. 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 We can do so many accents for the gaming table. That's what I want. I want to film it. I want Matt and Major Matt to build it, and I want Steve to just stand and do commentary. There you go. There you go. And just speak in random voices. <laughs> Matt and, has and, now picked up the. It'll become an experiment. And we can home. zoom Andy in because no, no, Andy on, has yeah, to. Put, what is this? Andy's back from Connecticut or whatever the hell he's at, <laughs> and he's got a door that he's gonna put a fire for the tabletop. Yeah, a door. There you go. Hey, that yeah. door was the furthest things got, and we still use it. Yeah, well, we we used to use it. Yeah. Until until you killed gaming at my place. Oh my god. It's your yeah. fault, Matt. Oh my god. But anyways, that, that's all it. I did. That's all it. I did. It was it was funny it. because we're driving up there. <laughs> it is on the ass end of Vegas. Ooh. It's on the the end of the hairs on the ass of Vegas. You guys are going towards Utah. You just, Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nellis Air Force Base. <laughs> the guards on the walls are looking at us. Yeah, like, like what the fuck are you guys? What doing are you over doing here? here? Yeah. I told this. Guy, so Major Man goes in with uh, rum cake, <laughs> rum cake. Yep. And uh, Mrs. Maple Leaf goes in after, and then I look to Kay, and I'm like, "This is a fucking waste of time." <laughs> and and even before I even saw what's in there, I'm like, I'm looking at the building. And I'm like, "This is a waste of it, time." It's the warehouse and shop. It's not a showroom. Okay, yeah. It's the warehouse and shop. Yeah. But Matt actually actually refused to go in at first. He's like, this is a wow. waste of time. And oh, he wow. just turns around and <laughs> we're just standing there a for a few tantrum? minutes. I didn't throw a temper tantrum. No. No, no, no. No, no. no tantrum. No he tantrum. Just, just, I just said, this is a waste of time. I'll be out here if you guys need me. And then I finally went in because I was like, Sorry, okay, man. well, this is boring out here. Yeah. So, so then yeah. he came in and we saw their tables. We saw their... Their poker tables. We were thinking, well, Christmas is coming. We could drop eleven grand on a poker table for Barry. He probably <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, and they, and that's what they're known for. Their poker tables, and they, then they dabbled in the gaming table yeah. after. Yeah, I I I think I might have broken that. I don't know. But Way then, to go. Um, and then um, uh, that was it. Oh yeah, we we were like we made the joke about the poker table. It was funny because separately, both Stephanie and Paulette were like. We don't like Barry that much. So, uh, they showed us their seating, their dining chairs, which actually actually a little uncomfortable. Those tables are nice, though. We did talk to the owner, the owner who happens to also own the wonderful little dog, because we were standing outside for a while. Matt had come in, and he's like, they got a dog. There's a dog around here somewhere. There's a dog. <laughs> there was like, every once in a while, I see a toy like in the warehouse. I'm yeah. like... There's a dog toy right Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. <laughs> His dog senses were tingling. And um, so we're standing outside talking. And, and you know, you know, Lewis, it's like uh, the, end of a, the end of a visit can take 45 minutes. Yep. It's sort of like with Jeff. But it was Lewis. Oh, don't even make that face, you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But we're talking, and you hear the at the door. And then this guy comes out. And he's like, oh, I thought she had to go to the bathroom, but she just knew you guys were here. And this, and what the, what the hell kind of, it's American it's, Bull Terrier or something. Yeah. It's it, one without, it's the Spuds McKenzie. Whatever. The, the, the profile oh, okay. that kind of, you know, arches up. It's like a Spuds McKenzie dog. Just a little angel. She just wanted to play and lick your face. And, you know, and it was like a, it was like a low energy Meg, which. <laughs> 
Yes. If you know Meg, it's not as low energy as you think. <laughs> but it was funny because I even heard this comment. Uh, this, this is a very well-behaved dog. It's like, eh, just smaller than Meg. But she was a sweetie. And so we're talking to him. And our main, our main thing we mentioned, because <laughs> Lewis made sure to tell him, I was ready to drop some money on a table, but <laughs> I just, yeah, it's just too small. And the guy's like, well, we're getting feedback and we're looking at what we might do. And we Add were an extra foot or something. And we yeah. said an extra foot and this thing would work. Lewis also put pitched uh, pedestal legs instead of the legs at the corners and stuff like that. But we mentioned play area versus. Uh, what do you mean like the leg in the middle of the table? Sort of. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, supports more central. and um, So it turned into like us talking to the CEO of this company. Yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, what do you guys think? Because I want to hear all this feedback. And we're yeah. just going back and forth. And, and we're just laying like, oh, it well, out. I'm going to write all this down. I'm like, yeah, sure. You, okay, sure. <laughs> but, you know, you know sure. the, the business speak. <laughs> yeah, well, it was funny because, uh, I mean, you know, there are things their tables do that are cool. The USB ports, the little, little doodads for drink cups and... Dice have a dice tower holder, so you put yeah. it on the corner of the, the uh, oh, table. Yeah, the legs are their legs where they meet the table's hollow, so you can just junk something in. Huh. Is this also one of those ones that has like the removable top, and you have yes. the gaming yes. surface yes. underneath? Yeah, those, uh, are, those are pretty yeah. cool. Lewis had a little criticism for the uh, for the guy because um, he got a lot of oh yeah, we customize tables, we can do that for you over the phone, and then when we got there, we got a lot of no, we. We don't. <laughs> could you make the and do the with the? No, we don't do. Can you with with the stuff? Could and then the thing? No, we don't do. So <laughs> it was it was sort of. <laughs> Lewis was a little. I felt a little misled. <laughs> so, a little sounds like it was very. Yeah, but it was. I mean, yeah, they, you could totally do the conversion into a dining table top. Uh, we pitched to the guy making a fitted top that you could like drop. A TV into because Lewis stressed oh, to him yeah. that he wanted to do that, and the guy's like, "Oh, so you know." Another thing he no doubt wrote down. Yes, and yes, um, I'm sure. But God, that dog was cute. <laughs> Go for the tables, stay for the dog. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was funny because just on the drive up there, I'm, we're getting texts. Jesus Christ, this is so far. You know, <laughs> Paul Ed Simi. Last time we're making this trip. <laughs> The both of us were like, dang, this is fucking waste of time. Dang, where the hell are we going? Utah? Dang. Who's driving? <laughs> I was. Well, we were separate. We were separate. But it was hilarious, too, because on the way back, Louis, uh, Matt was like, we'll follow you, Lewis. And Lewis is like, okay, what, what? And he's driving. What What way should we go, Steph? What way should we take? And she's like, I don't know. You take whatever. And he's like, oh, uh, uh, I'll take Nellis. You know, we had traffic. <laughs> so Matt's behind us gesticulating and... <laughs> <laughs> the whole drive home. <laughs> Why are they doing what they're doing? Yeah. So. You could have just gone home your own way. No, it was a good yeah. way. But you yeah. could go your own way. Yeah, just yeah. like Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, it was fun. These chains. It was fun. Anyways, uh, that's all I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's his whole week. I watched Picard, but I didn't really have anything to say about it. He's getting old. He's showing his age now. His acting, you can tell a little bit. But I don't know. Picard was all right. Seven and nine was good in that show, but uh, well, I mean, he is consciously performing 
the character much older than he because like, you see yeah. him in interviews he's very energetic yeah but yes. you you he's think, playing that character as very tired and i think jeb weary <clears throat> excuse me i <clears throat> wow damn puberty's a bitch um i think jeff you could almost argue he oversold it yeah because yeah. i know a few he people did. who watched it and were like Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, no, Is he all right? Yes. It's that's a crime. How I, felt. I was like, yeah. Oh my God! Why are they making Stewart? this old man do this? You know, it's falling apart in front of your eyes. Yeah, he yes. did oversell it a little bit. Yes, and it's and then you watch an interview and you're like, Ah, oh, he's okay. Yeah, he can, he can still go out and hit the fucking pizza parlors with Ian McClellan. He's fine. Ian yeah. McKellen. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. But and not just the interviews, but like the stuff that he does on his social media. You're just like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely plays that that character in that series. You know, yeah, it's still Captain Picard, but it's it's uncomfortably Pat Captain. Yeah, yes. it's uncomfortably. Yes. You know, I, and I get the the reason behind it. You know, you, you, he's trying to show you know what happens to your heroes when they age, and yeah. you know, are they still you know they're still capable of making a difference, but they're not that same you know shining hero that you you used right. to know. You know, they have. And the important thing is they're, they're they're pushing on, yeah, pushing on from Starfleet. Yeah, come on, folks, get with the program, get out of Starfleet. <sighs> but yeah, it's fine. You know that probably be a good title, uncomfortably Picard. I already wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, oh no, I mean for the series. Oh, you know, got it. just uh, we'll submit that to uh, Kurtzman. Just, yeah. uh, Picard season two, uncomfortably Picard. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Squirm while watching your favorite captain. Yeah. Truth. And, well, you know, it's funny, too, because you look at that, and then, you know, Shatner does an appearance as Kirk, and he's just bouncing off the fucking walls. Right. You know. <laughs> I don't it's, know. I, it's like the guy is on meth and coke, but yeah. he actually doesn't do drugs. He doesn't even drink anymore. It's, it's just like, where the, where the hell does that all come from? I, I think I, I've alluded to it before when we've talked about Picard, but I do think it's a, it, it's a bold choice to, you know, take a character that, you know, you've revered as a hero and show that they're not immune to the effects of sure. aging and, and, you know, being kind of left behind by, you know, life and society, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, I, I, and then I think that's part of the thing that attracted him to... to mm-hmm you know, take on the role again. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't going to do it unless they did something like that. Yeah. That and, of course, the pit bulls. Yeah. Uh, speaking of pit bull, Jeff, what'd you do this week? Uh, I know, right? He's just chomping at the bit all uh, night. Apparently, I'm the only one that went to see uh, the Eternals. Oh, uh, I know you weren't! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked it. Uh, I oh, don't shit. know. I don't know how I feel about it because I'll be frank and uh, state that I did not really know a whole lot about the source material uh, beyond the fact that, you know, it was a comic series and, you know, I know some of the elements like the Celestials and so forth. So I don't know how true to the source material it is. Did Um, it feel rushed like some of the other people have? um, I thought it was an interesting choice to keep doing the flashbacks you do the flashbacks and then back to present day to kind of set up the various right. characters and their personalities and so forth. 
Well, Jeff, um, it without sound, giving away too much. It sounds because every criticism I've heard, I'm, mm-hmm. I can hardly wait to see it. But the, it sounds like it was like the Avengers without the previous solo movies, essentially. Um, I wouldn't go that far. Um, it did feel like I mean. They could have spent a little bit more time with these characters so that we get to know, you know, them and their motivations. You learn a little bit about, you know, who they are and what their motivations are for being, you know. Was there time, that. though? Because there's so damn many of them. Yeah. I, well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's two and a half hours long. So you, you get enough to get kind of a sense of what the characters are. But I do feel like... You know, you know. It says at the very end, the Eternals will return. So I mean, clearly there's well, going to be another Eternals. film. Uh, <laughs> and they should, they should it, call that Returnals. Yeah, <laughs> Returnals. <gasps> TM. I'm going to write that book. So there's there's another opportunity to delve deeper into who and what they are. Uh, I think they just scratched the surface on it with this film. How was um, how was a Marvel movie's first sex scene? Be honest. <laughs> brief <laughs> mm-hmm. not what i wanted to hear i didn't i didn't know that there was controversy about it till after i'd seen the movie to be honest i know I, that, well what, i was so trying, what was it like watching marvel's first schlong <laughs> didn't see it well, stop, oh, stop blinking jeff wow so dc has it over but marvel I, with I the mean, big blue schlong right? just waving and hanging and uh, unabashed <laughs> Proud. I I intentionally missed, or, or I intentionally did not read or watch any um, reviews or elements of good plan what to to expect from the movie until after I'd seen. Well, the movie. I don't expect a review of the schlong completely before I go see a movie, Jeff. I say that to all my dates. <laughs> <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> I will say, though, that during the previews, I had one of those weird moments where you have both anger and, okay, well, maybe, in, in, in like a split second between each other. Oh, my. Uh, because there was a preview for, uh, apparently, they're remaking West Side Story. Yes. It's yes. a Sp- Spielberg but joint. Spielberg, yeah. Because yeah. I was sitting there, and I'm like, why are they remaking this? It doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? Oh, Steven Spielberg. Hmm. <laughs> Well, maybe. Um, I, I just didn't know how I feel about that because I'm like, I get it's still a period piece. It's still set good. in the same time should, as the first one. It needs to be. But the it from the preview, it looks like they're adding more diversity into it in the type the type of neighborhood that this that it took place in the original movie. It had it definitely diversity. had that whitewashing element. So I, it, it, I feel it like had this some one, diversity. Yeah, oh, okay. it, it feels like it's more representative of what that particular neighborhood in New York would have been um, in the fifties. It's no in the Heights. Yeah. Oh. So, <laughs> but yeah, at the same time, I'm still like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this. Still, even though you know I love Spielberg and his films, and I just. I don't know. We'll I'm see. excited about Ariana Grande being cast in Wicked, the movie. I'm super excited about this. Really? Yes. I hadn't heard that. Who's Ari- she, who's she going to play? She's going to play the Wicked Witch of the West. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You probably aren't aware of this. She started as a Broadway actress and singer. Really? So, yeah. You got her start on Broadway, then became a superstar afterwards. 
So she, well, she has, was, and she she was she was. Was this before a Nickelodeon yeah, actress? Was she Disney yes, child she actress? Was okay. Oh, Disney. Okay. Disney, yeah. Disney okay. child actress, yeah. and then I I did she do the Broadway in between? I I think so. Okay, but uh, but she's got it. Yeah. Well, no, she she talked about I I, I don't really know much about her, but uh, there was uh, a segment with her on. Um, I think it was James Corden one night. It was her and Seth MacFarlane, and they were both talking (laughs) about being fans of musical theater, and she said that she got involved in that in high school and in theater department, Mm -hmm. really loved musicals and stuff like that. And that was, like, of course, a bonding moment between the two of them because Seth MacFarlane is a huge musicals fan. And I'm like, I don't really know who she is, but I like her now. Yeah. Because they were just back and forth talking about their favorite you know, favorite parts and different plays and musicals, and I was just like, okay, yeah, this yeah. is cool. She's not just a not just a singer. S- what the fuck is the name of that title? It's like Sam and something or other, and uh, I can't even remember the other actress. But yeah, they they starred in that for a couple of years, and that was before she became the big pop thingamabob with with the falls hanging from her head. Right. Um, but yeah. She's uh, she's at least a double threat. I don't know if she can dance, but she can act and sing. Yeah, I can't promise. Yeah, no promises. Well, there's not a ton of dancing in Wicked, no, from what really. I remember. No, yeah. not, none really at all. If I no. Well, I didn't yeah. say she was going to Okay, never mind. But the vocals in Wicked are... Wicked? Uh-oh. Yes, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I'm so happy you did that. <laughs> Find yeah, out was, why you're here. Just yeah. now. That's it. That's, that's the whole reason. It's been 12 years, but we figured it out. <laughs> yeah, we figured it out. Yeah, that was the first musical I saw in London Ooh. when I went to visit my sister the first time. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was it was really good. It's a good show. I love the premise. The, oh, yeah. The movie's been threatened for ages, so I'm glad it's finally getting cast well, and done. So that's one of the things I've loved about you know Disney um, redoing some of their classic cartoons as live action films because they take a different take on the story. That's what I really enjoyed Maleficent for that reason. It's like the same type of thing, right? You're taking the evil character yeah. that you think is the bad guy and really actually telling their story. Yeah. And that's what Wicked is. Yeah. Tara, Mrs. Torgo, Maleficent's one of her favorite movies of all time. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. What? But that's not a... Is, is Maleficent... Maleficent's not a full-blown... Uh, Musical? R- no, remake of the... Cartoon, it's not a remake. It? Not at all. It's exactly. a different telling of the story. But that's what I'm saying. Almost mm-hmm. all of the Disney live actions, that's what they've done. It's mm-hmm. a different telling of the same story. They change, like Cinderella. Cinderella was different. Mm-hmm. The live action Cinderella, which was the first live action that they did. But it's just still the, the story of the of the, the ball and the searching for the... and the, Is it or is it? I haven't watched It is, them, so. but... It's almost it's side not. story to it. Yes, it's a side story to the rest of it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that would explain then why why to do it. <laughs> it helps justify. I mean, you know, if it makes people like Deb happy, then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, that's the most important thing, right? Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. Although mm-hmm. the second Maleficent was just okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, she was a little darker in that. Right. Um, Ooh. But, yeah, no, the first one was really, Ooh, was really good. I like dark. Anything else you do, Jeff? You want to talk about? No, I'm good. All right. I didn't do a whole lot this week. Uh, there is something of significance I did do. Uh, gave the mini away to the Kofi Yay. member, which in this case was Snoop 2, longtime fan, Evan Malik. He's local. So I thought, hey, 
save on some shipping, and he can get it directly from me. We will meet at the Pinball Hall of Fame, and I will give him his mini. I gave him the mini. He's, he's super happy with it, but I figured we're here at the Hall of Fame. Hey, Snoop too. why don't we uh, go play a little pinball? And, and I was like, you choose any table you want. And he chose the damned Hobbit table <laughs> that is the bane of my existence. And, and, I, and I, know, I know Barry has bounced his head off it a few times. So he chooses that one. First time that he's played it absolutely schools me. What's happening to you? Dude. Are you getting old? I'm Older? Something's messed You're up. You're losing it. I've got a ba- misbalance in my katra. Fear has become the mind killer. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> Your hands are more used to like the digital controller, I guess, like the Xbox controller versus a pinball game? Not even. It's it's. I I went back like the next day to like play some pinballs. Like, a- am I fucked up? Is, is, is this is this is, what, is this life now? In the sports world, you're coming to the end of your second contract. That's what it, that's what it's feeling like. And and I and I played some great games. I'm like, right. it's not that, and it's and it's it's not performance anxiety. I don't. I doubt very much that's that. Well, they have pills for that. That's what I hear. Yeah. I, I need yeah. some pinball pills. Yeah. But. Hats off to you, Snoop, too. You not only beat my score, but you... Guy got even multi-ball in the goddamn... I've never seen multi-ball on that table. So... Wow. You won a mini, and he crushed my soul. Congratulations. Well, actually, I think this is a good story, Todd, about what a a Todd mini does for you. (laughs) It's empowering. You're you're empowering your juju. Oh, is that what's happening? Your mojo. Uh, Baby, it's your mojo. I'm putting my mojo into the minis. (laughs) It is slowly draining from me. It explains Deadpool. It explains it all. Todd's mojo minis. (laughs) There we go. Mojo minis. (laughs) I like that. Mojo minis. Mojo minis, baby. And I mostly did a lot of painting this week. I started working on the second mini that's going to be given away this month to the Kofi member tier three and higher. Uh, it's a enchantress of some sort, but a few people had mentioned that, Hey, it kind of looks like Ron Perlman in beauty and the beast. And I'm kind of running with it and kind of going with a Hellboy theme on it now. So, uh, you've inspired this paint job. Those of you that, that caught that. So, wow. It's the, the red skins already on the mini, my friends, man. And I, I did take a little time to watch a movie this week. Uh, so I took in Finch. The, the Apple Plus original film, Tom Hanks, dystopian robot movie. Oh, we saw a preview for that. It's uh, it's what you would expect from a Tom Hanks dystopian robot movie. It's not bad at all. It's very, very enjoyable, but you know it's going to be a tear-jerky moments to it. It's If I had to describe it, it's take the best parts of Chappie, put it in the road, but take some of the teeth out of the road first. That's 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 my uh, my description of it. <laughs> wow, wow. The, the the robot is absolutely wonderful. Tom Hanks is absolutely Tom Hanks. Uh, there are some horrible heartrending moments in it. It's just you know that going into it, just by how they're advertising it. Uh, but it's beautiful, amazingly shot, beautifully well done. With I mean, a cast of three, and one of the three is a dog, so brilliant use of very few people well i mean castaway he did amazing and then yeah. him the whole movie that that's now his wheelhouse yes yeah. 
He went from Mazes and Monsters. Jeez. He went to Mazes and Monsters to Wilson. Absolutely. So if you have Apple Plus, have access to it, it's definitely worth a while for you to watch it. Uh, In fact, I highly recommend it. I like how you just completely glazed over Boozum Buddies there. I I don't need you to worry for me, Jeff, because I'm all right. Wow. (laughs) I I just, guys, sequel to Castaway, (laughs) Wilson. (laughs) I would love to see the robot in Castaway 2. That would be perfect. <laughs> he, he's, flo- he's floating around the Pacific garbage patch. Like, well, 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 the- you know, we do all these dystopian things, right? In the desert. What, let's get on a fucking island. What's going to happen well, on the island? That was the Kevin Costner film, and a lot of people. There didn't was like no it. island there. They were they looking found for an. Land. They were looking for they an did island. They did, but it they wasn't as a part of the movie from the beginning. <laughs> That mini episode was brought to you by Dad. <laughs> she has this effect on you. I can't wait. Jeff, you're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to love it. Because these past two weeks, I'm like, how long do you go? How? <laughs> Counting down the days. That's Counting funny. Because you, you wonder when Barry's sitting there, how many weeks till you? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Paul and I have been picking on him too much. <laughs> It's the three women. Meg, too. <laughs> Shut up, Meg. There you go. I want that to be Matt's autobiography. I know. Meg has gotten sassy. The t- oh, no. Oh, she's gotten... She hasn't gotten. She is. Well, she, but she's gotten worse. She's, she's gotten this, like, sassy bark at you My, my house. Now. No, it's like she wants something right now. She wants it right now. And she will talk at you and yell at you until you do something about it. Mostly it's at Matt. <laughs> well, that's who she knows is going to give in first. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because you know, I can't the, even argue that the, the women have got that. him beat. The women got him beat oh, down. That's uh, is it because Meg knows better than to try that with Mrs. Maple Leaf? Yes. That's oh, what yes. I there you go. <laughs> like Matt's the only one that'll take it, huh? <laughs> I, well, give it. I don't know. <laughs> the autobiography, Paulette's Matt. And the three women. <laughs> yeah, that'd be perfect. Uh, so I'll, I'll turn it over to Kristen, what you did this week. But I, you, you posted something on The Shock that kind of caught my eye. Whoops. Hawk the Slayer. Hawk the Slayer. Written by Garth Ennis. Written by Garth Ennis. It's coming. Holy crap. That, that. Babe, that's not all that's coming, let me tell you. <laughs> that's just an amazing announcement. I was just amazed. And it's, it's going to be in 2000 AD. Which is... Uh, the British comic book series. Yeah. It's I, a, kind of an anthology thing. Anthology series. I wouldn't quite call it the British heavy metal, but it's, you know, along the lines of, uh, of just, well, just cool stuff like Garth Ennis writing Hawk the Slayer. The home of Judge Dredd. Yes. Yes, it is. The home of Judge Dredd. And actually, wasn't uh, wasn't uh, Marvel Man originally in 2018? That sounds right. I think so. I don't know. That's a ways away, though. But yes. It's a sequel to the movie. The sequel to the movie. The few pictures they showed, it's like it's looking very loyal. They're pulling characters. I mean, I, oh, dude, it's just like, oh, he gets it. And of course, Garth, Garth Ennis, he gets it. But it's like, it's funny, too, because a lot of people will look down on Hawk the Slayer, but it's like, well, you give it to Garth Ennis and see what the <laughs> fuck happens, asshole. Right. Because it's going to happen. I'm just, I just can't believe it. So it'd be so great if that actually stirred some interest and we finally, uh, they finally got the movie going. I still remember oh, wow. when that Kirk K- Kickstarter failed, which 
probably was a good thing, yeah. actually. But still, looking forward. Very cool, very cool. And, it, you know, one of the things I would like about this is if it's going to be a, a vintage, you know, a, a prime Garth Ennis type of thing is this is why people can get excited over a lot of geeky things that people will look down on. Because there's plenty about Hawk the Slayer to laugh at. But I think, and he actually says it right in his interview, it's got a lot of heart. And the banter between the characters is great. And one of his points that's actually uh, to be uh, acknowledged is the plot just moves forward, doesn't fuck around. It, you know, point A, point B, point C, we're ending. So it's, it's, there's a lot to it that's actually really good to, and really good to admire. So it'll be interesting to get this comic and look at it and hopefully be able to go. You see, this is, this is why you can like the silly stuff that a lot of people look down on. After this, we want to get Garth Ennis, your hunter from the future. I want that sequel. Oh, Jesus Christ. Book. Wow. Yeah, let's just skip Beastmaster and go right to, you know, Sorceress. You're right. Yeah, oh, wow. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> I was channeling. I was yeah. channeling. That would, yeah, that was incredible news. I just like, I just was dying on that. I'm so glad I'm a member of the Knights of the Dinner Table fa- page on Facebook because that's where they announced it. Wow. Right. Because, you know, Knights of the Dinner Table, they're on the cutting edge. Uh, they excuse know. me, Metaverse or Meta? <laughs> oh, on Meta? Yeah, right. Okay. You know. People who don't use, you know what's going to happen? People who don't use it are going to call it meta. Uh, And the rest of us are going to still be Facebook. That's probably what's going to happen. Let's just call it MySpace. Yeah. (laughs) Your space. Except that it doesn't let you make your own website like MySpace did. Or or attach music. Yeah. Wow. You could give give your page page a, a theme song. Boy. Those are always great. It's like, oh. Oh, I love that. REM, that was like my favorite fu- thing to do. And that's at work. God, at the time, you- I would redo my MySpace page. And because you could put code in and you could you could cut and paste and make totally different sections of your page. You could make your own freaking web page. Yeah. Boy, listening to these old people talk about ancient C- stuff. Customization like of social media. Yeah. Hey, when Facebook first started, there was like pins and stuff. You could customize things on your Facebook page too that kind of let you show your personality and they don't right. do that shit anymore well yeah all that shit would confuse the racists did, did it let you choose between who was hot and not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly what, <laughs> what jeff <laughs> jeff didn't like that comment at all um what else you do this weekend i went to the vegas valley comic book festival it you know potential super spreader event so i bolted in and bolted out and bolted back in again i didn't try to overstay but i went in because our bonnie gordon was there and bonnie actually did a quick seminar on uh, voice acting 101 where she talked about her experiences breaking in and then a little later she did a concert of uh, some of her library bards uh covers so the the vo 101 was very cool because she actually she actually gave some good tips and drew on her experience to talk about if you want to break in, what you should think about, what you should consider. And um, I won't go into super detail on that, but it was actually really cool and uh, a little educational. So that was neat. 
and there were people there too so that was cool it wasn't like a you know two people sitting in the room one in the back then the concert you know that theater in the library (laughs) Uh, Xander her partner in library bards couldn't make it oh no so she was doing it alone wow and she didn't have her band so she did this concert to fucking orchestra tracks. Oh, my. All by her lonesome on that fucking stage. She had a little karaoke show. <laughs> oh, God. It was it was wonderfully ballsy because it was her alone on that fucking wow. big stage. You got to own it or yeah. you don't. And she did. She just, she totally, she totally went out and she did her thing. She interacted with the audience, you know, worked with. Worked with people as uh, as best you could, considering uh, you know we weren't a full audience. So, but it was still it was fun. I stayed. I couldn't stay for the whole concert, so I stayed until she did the "You Can Have the Bridge" Spock cover, which is their my favorite cover that they do. She did the uh, she did her D and D, which I can't I can't remember the song that it's a cover to. It's the the. Uh, the, Sing a little. The uh, dun 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 dun. Oh, oh! And you're supposed to yell, "Roll, roll!" Oh, and uh, oh, come on, really? I, I, I TNT by ACDC. I don't know what. I think so. That's that's the closest I can based on what. Thank you, Jeff. Closest. Dude, Here I, I have seen Gary you. Uh, song for the kids. You or fucker! I've seen you riff on songs when people give one fucking note. I just, I don't appreciate this, this total conspiracy against me. Well, you're working Jeff Shtick. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. See, stay in your lane, Kirsten. <laughs> but um, it, it it was very fun, and it was fun watching Bonnie work that stage and do her thing. So that was really cool. It's it's. It was really, it was really, because at one point we were talking, talked with her briefly, and uh, I was just like, man, I just can't stop admiring you for just going out to L.A. and fucking doing your shit. And she's like, well, you know, I'm, it's, uh, I'm working, but, you know, there are, there are the occasions when I don't know if I'm going to eat next week, and, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, L.A. But working actor in L.A. Yeah. yeah. And you're doing it. She did it. She just fucking did it i mean she just went out there and auditioned for shit and got in and it was built in bands and then built up got into fuck she got into fucking magic castle and she works there oh nice and then premier gig yeah and then she um basically she got into the voiceover stuff because she did some kind of radio play thing which happened to include like half a critical role so they, of course, were like, you know, you should think about voiceover. And that's when she moved on in that. So, but um, point their way, the only way they know how. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, voiceover, basic advice is figure out how you're going to do uh, your own sound studio. You'll need to invest in some equipment. And it isn't rough. You can figure out how to soundproof um, a corner of your bedroom if you have to. She talked about how she would do some stuff on the road and she would literally just cover her head with a blanket in the hotel room while she's making her recordings. So I've heard that one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And don't be afraid of classes, but research your sources and find out who has done what and what they are offering because there can be classes 
to actually uh, educate you and give you some ideas of what to do. So, and and yeah, check out Library Bards. They've got two CDs out, and uh, they're appearing in places all over the place. And I think that's the big thing. I'm still doing, uh, you know, fuck fast tier. Um, I'm, I'm still doing the uh, the research on Roll Twenty, so we will get that. And uh, head shaking aside, so it'll happen. Don't worry, it will happen, and we will get some D and D happening. So Buckfast, it's a, it's a yes. Scottish Buckfast and Haggis. Right, he's not gonna right no Fuckfest and Haggle. <laughs> He's not going to concede to Which the fact. When it comes to the fuck fest, feel free to dicker. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, wow. so, anyway, <laughs> Todd, Todd's, I, I don't know. He's like, final warning, final warning. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. Otherwise, I'm just digging holes in my fucking yard because everything. Dude, I found a goddamn valve. I found a, my dad, my dad. Put an irrigation valve in the front. This is this is a valve where you bleed off like six emitters, little tiny tubes that go to the plants, and they just a little bit of drip. The drip system. The drip yeah. system. This fucking valve. My dad did some contouring up front, so I think this is the reason why this fucking valve is a foot, a foot down, in the dirt. And it's been leaking water for so long, the, 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 the weed block has degraded. Oh, wow. I, there was nothing for me to cut and fold over. I was, it was like pulling hair from Jake Godbold's drain. It was just... <laughs> it was just hideous. And I still, I still, I managed to t- turn off the valve, but it's still leaking a little bit. So I got I to gotta look at the fucking f- source, the feed for the valve. You're probably on I seven. haven't found it yet. <laughs> I haven't found that. So, I don't know if it's a pipe or a hose or what. What you're saying is you really should have just dug up your entire irrigation I system. Dude, I should just. You mean like what Paul's doing right now in, I, in oh my Pennsylvania? God. <laughs> well, it, 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 the hilarious thing is I have nightmare memories of Major Meh talking about his old house where he was digging up irrigation systems. And then he'd find an irrigation system under the irrigation system. Yeah, and at one point, there was one section at least that had like three layers of irrigation system. It, it, uh, oh, God. My dad, I love my dad, but he just, he created a fucking monstrosity to take care of. And I just, oh, one foot. This is a valve, folks, that should be poking up out of the ground. Yeah, and it's turn, buried in the fucking mud. Mud. Kirsten can't even hire some sexy work boys to take care of it. No. <laughs> no, I, I gave my sexy uh, work boy money to, you know, Jake so he can get out of the aquarium yes. that he's finding oh himself God, living in. Oh, my God, videos. That, you, that was, you don't have Duncan out there? Yeah, oh, Dude. I don't know, Jake, there's, there's I don't know how answer. you've done it send, this long. Send Duncan out there to help him. Oh, oh, <laughs> to help him. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, man. What a fucking, I'm sorry, end rant. No, that's a, end of line. Well, you had to get that beautiful. out. I'm glad that we can be your therapy. <laughs> hey, I have no irrigation system on my property, yet things are still growing. Dude, that's the places. answer. It's Kirsten so dig yours up and give it to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> things are still growing. 
Do you know how many how many times do you, Jeff, go out there and pull up those little tiny fucking palms that are just starting? You yeah. see those two little slim leaves, and you're like, yep. oh, you fucking yeah. cunt. You, I know where you're going, and you gotta dig down there and pull up the fucking yep. root. Rip it out. Just you're not growing, you bitch. Oh God. <laughs> and they're all over the place. All over. And then what? Two weeks, same spot. Same spot. Yeah. Same spot. It's like what? I got that fucking root, there, dude. That that valve had been leaking for so long. I was tearing up my hand, ripping up roots that were all. There are no plants right over that valve. They just they made their way. They they they're like ooh water. There's water three fucking feet over here. I'll go here, and I'm just like rip rip i can't like is this roots is this jake hair i don't know what this shit is i'm pulling out <laughs> fucking christ i still got a hole in my front lawn uh front yard because i haven't i still haven't gotten it yet i'm gonna drive by that tomorrow just to laugh oh jesus christ <laughs> a fucking foot down stay tuned next week for more from kirsten's green thumb oh. <laughs> yard shock yard shock <laughs> fuck Let's do a little mail. Mail, mail, we've got mail. That's all you get for free. Mail, mail, mail. You've got mail. <laughs> this mail comes from Evan, Snoop Tube Malik. Imagine that. Hi, gang. As I was going through some of my Spotify lists, I saw some things that made me recall past episodes for TV, TV theme songs. What do you consider to be more awesome when you add the lyrics back in? Star Trek or Buck Rogers? I would go with Buck Rogers myself, but would like it more if Mel Blanc did it as Tweaky. So we'll, we'll, we'll stop there for now, and we'll go to part two. So let, let's, let's hammer it out. Star Trek with lyrics or Buck Rogers with lyrics. Oh, man. Star Trek with lyrics is so bad. <laughs> Buck, Rogers. Buck Rogers with lyrics is hilariously bad. Yes. But Buck Rogers are, yeah. with lyrics is a bad song. Yeah. Star Trek with lyrics is an abomination that was in union end around that it should never have been and wasn't actually meant to be right some somebody on buck rogers is trying yes that's the difference <laughs> yes it's, it, it's not good but it they're trying it's trying also to me but <laughs> but at least i can tell that there's some heart in it yes oh god i remember the first time i heard it with the lyrics i was like what what is this what is this? And it's that when that far beyond this it's, world oh, I know and, kicks and, in, and, I'm and, like, and what is going Green, on now? Yeah, and they're rolling around on the fucking yes. lighted floor. Oh my she was god! Talk, she talked about in an interview. Apparently, those yeah. floors were like getting hot and shit, yeah. and they're like rolling. Yeah, because well, it's, it's incandescent lighting, so yes. it's it's yeah. it's, right. it's just warming up while they're lying on the. But it's it's that song is no worse than any song written for Disneyland or Epcot all the way through '88. Sure, um, it's it's, okay. it's, it's it sounds that same kind of uber cheese, uber happy. Someone out the corporate wrote this. Yes. Oh yeah, dude, you just put it on the radio. It's just another eh pop yeah. song. The it, fact it, that something it's that a, reaches ninety eight on the top one hundred, and the fine the the re, <laughs> the fact that it's a theme song for Buck Rogers, it's sort of like uh, Bill Murray's, you know, Star Wars, nothing but it's just like, which is better than the, all those. <laughs> that's true, actually. Of course, you know, with Will, yeah, that's you know what, 
you put lyrics to Williams, you're never going to go wrong. That's fine. Yeah. Let, can we shoehorn the Star Trek lyrics into Williams and see if that works? Oh, my. Yeah. No. Boy, oh. <laughs> Deb just completely Deb, vetoed. Deb, you, you say no far too often for this show. Deb Joe mentioned this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Slide tackle is our mansion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah. And by the way, for uh, Jeff's impressions, mm-hmm. you know what? What voice, monkeys, do you want to hear the lyrics to Star Trek <laughs> done in? Wow. Just turn that, that shit that. up. Okay. <laughs> Turned that up. <laughs> I I I want to see what 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 sadistic awfulness they come up with. I fine point. Let's let's get to part two of this because okay. it looks like it's it's straight up Buck Rogers. There's there's no yes second place. No. Uh, he continues on. What TV show do you think had the greatest opening theme? For me, it's Battlestar Galactica. Right from that opening note, it captured me. I just wish the show could live up to the sweeping saga of Star World the music said it would be. Thanks all. May the Lords of Cobalt keep shining on you. Aww. Evan Snoop to Malik. So, okay. Greatest of all. And I'll even take multiple answers because it's so hard to decide. Yeah. It's easy. Okay, it's, it's easy. It's, Matt says yeah, it's easy. it's easy. 90s X-Men. The cartoon. That's a good theme. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, that's, Do you need more? No, you don't. Yes. Oh, okay. I need more. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a good answer. That is yeah. a great theme. It uh, is good. One of the best. The best. Yeah. End it there. Next. Next mail. Yeah, I, I, I narrowed. I was able to narrow it down to three. <laughs> Ooh, I got right. a couple more too. But uh, <laughs> oh, you do? I do actually. Oh, I thought you, I thought that was an okay. exclamation. No, 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 no. I got it, a couple more. It, it was. It's, that was X Men. Fuck all y'all. Let's <laughs> continue on. Yeah. That was number one on my list. Number two is '80s Transformers. That one's good. Very good. I and sense then a cartoon theme here. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Then I got Baywatch. Yeah. I also sense Baywatch? a cartoon theme here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Baywatch? Oh, come on. Like, you know what? Well, it depends on the season. <laughs> well, Baywatch Nights is what he means. The vampire one. That's the one you want. <laughs> That's my answers right there. Wow. There's good answers. Mostly good answers. Mostly, Yes. I had BSG. I, I had BSG. BSG is good. Yeah, it is good. It's very good. Bray McCurry. Amazing. Every everything that he like does music oh, for. Oh, that BSG. <laughs> so, cuz I I got that he was talking about The original? The original. Ah. I mean, he could be, but the reboot was <laughs> You know amazing. what? I also interpreted Snoop 2's as the original. I, yeah. And I, I still think it might be. I think so. It might be. Well, I'm voting the redo. Yeah. Here's yeah. music. Well, look. So. McCreary, you know. He's amazing. The man's a boss. He's amazing. And then I also put gummy bears because that tune sticks in your head. Dude, you're not joking. I, I will. Hit, it will hit me every now and then, and I never I watch the damn cartoon. Oh, I watched the <laughs> cartoon, but yeah. No, gummy bears. Now, now it's, it's stuck in my, in my head. head. I know. Yep, yeah, yeah, that's there. <laughs> gummy Dashing bears. And daring, courageous. My and love daring. is floating in star flight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I narrowed it down to three. One instrumental, two... With lyrics. All right. The instrumental goes to the very forgotten The Wizard from the late 80s, <laughs> uh, starring David Rappaport. He was the lead uh, little person in uh, oh shoot, what's, uh, Time Bandits. All right. 
He was the star of a series called The Wizard that lasted for like a season and a half where he was a toy maker and he and a private investigator solved crimes with his little inventions and gadgets. I loved it as a kid. And I wow. and, and that <laughs> opening theme song is just so triumphant that I will gladly play that for any triumphant moment. It's, it is, it is just like we fucking conquered this and the show hasn't even started yet. So the wizard, that one, Hmm. Uh, the two with lyrics, uh, one from the 90s, one from the 80s, uh, one from the 90s, Misfits of Science, <laughs> also only la- lasted like a season, uh, weird, weird song that it, it ends with a strong hook, but like everything leading up to it is just a kind of a weird, but the, the lyrics are just like, yeah, science straight from the heart, motherfucker. It's a great song. And of course, I think of my number one spot. And will always be the number one spot. So good, it was a top 20 hit, was the theme from Greatest American Hero. Yes. Ah, oh, you Believe took mine. Believe it or not, I'm <laughs> yes. walking on air. It is, that, yes. is, that is another triumphant that song. That one gets stuck in my head all of, the time, of, too. Uh, that's just like, yes, who could it be? It's me. Joe Scarberry, right? Sure. I think. <laughs> <laughs> what Jeff said. Because right, I hold. trust Jeff when it comes to this. Um... Uh, Written by Mike Post and performed by Joe Scarberry. There you go. Mike Post. He's one of mine. That I'll Sorry, Mike Post and Stephen Geyer. And it's not performed even the, by Joe Scarberry. And it's not even the lyrics. Even just the music itself to it. Yes. The, the closing, you get just the instrumental version. And it's great. So, greatest American hero, greatest American TV theme song. God. Thief! I am a thief of your brain. Yeah. Like, like, because like, I, 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 lo- I was looking it up while you were talking. Uh that's one that's for sure. Instrumental, instrumental, Jan Hammer, uh, Miami Vice. That's oh, a really good one. Because yeah. it hits you like from the first note. It yes, just it goes does. into it like a power chord. Wasn't the Muppet Show theme is one that ha- I always go back to because it sticks with you. Like, I mean, it's 40 years later now, and it's, you know, I could still, I could still sing it lyric for lyric. Um, I love the Knight Rider theme, too. Oh, that uh, was good. Yeah. This is my surprised off. face right here. This is a surprised face. You're yeah. shocked. I'm <laughs> shocked. Uh, here's another ironic one. Uh, uh, Brian Cranston was talking uh, to Conan O'Brien about, he's like, like modern TV shows, anybody that was born before 2000 doesn't realize that shows used to have theme songs and not short ones either. Nope. They It was like a full like minute and a half lead in. Cheers, welcome back, Cotter. Yes. Even, I, the, even the instrumental stuff would hit sometimes the top 40. Cheers was one I was Hill just going to mention. Well, they, uh, would taxi. Do, they do all the credits at the beginning of the show. And, and they do it through the song. Yep. And the one that he pointed out was Airwolf and they watched Airwolf together the intro the opening intro and he goes look how long this is going on he's like but it's telling you everything you need to know here's the stars here's the helicopter and it just stuff like that Um, (laughs) yeah um god um i had another one but i've lost it now but i mean i've already named too many but yeah any of the ones we've already mentioned so far so far uh x files was another one that stuck with me wow yeah years because it's just so haunting it's 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 one of two that's was uh, what oh sorry one of three that mm -hmm. was enough to like haunt me when it was over it's like yeah okay i feel creepy just hearing it x files twilight zone and and it's such a simple song too but it's just like it's it's a little foreboding, a little haunting as it goes through and then it just ends with the you know, created by Chris Carter and it's like right. Dum. 
Um, I need to watch. And the other one is Unsolved Mysteries, by the way. And and Unsolved Mysteries is a great one too. Yeah. Um, I've named too many. I could go on. Uh, TV themes. I I used to have um, a little CD of just TV themes that I put together. Uh, I had this back when you know Napster and all of those. Those things were brand new. Boy. I had all of the TV I'm telling themes. Lars on you. I know. Oh, <laughs> Look for Lars. He's coming up. He's coming. Oh, this, yeah. He's coming. I had a CD He's of coming. all like Lars TV themes that Lars I used to listen coming. to. But yeah, anyway. Wow. That's, that's, yeah. Kirsten. That's a thorough list. It's, it's, I know, it, right? It is the list. Leave it to Jeff. That is just all the shows. Just a list, list off everything. There is some... Any TV left? You know, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, there boat. <laughs> a lot of the things also. I, um, Hill Street Blues. I won't go with I won't go with uh, with instrumental lyrics because I really don't care about lyrics. But then again, there's uh, All in a Family, which is amazing because what uh, Jeff was just saying that sits there and tells you about the characters and it talks about the theme of the show and just between Carol O'Connor and. Um, Blank. Oh my God. Uh, Gene Stapleton um, is um, yes, and and just you know her. <laughs> you know, and, and and the whole thing. And of course, if you go with uh, All in a Family, you're gonna lead up to the Jeffersons. Because moving on up, yeah. it, mm-hmm. you want to talk about something that'll stick with you. That is a great theme song that sticks with you and stays in your head. So you guys have already mentioned it a couple times, but for me, I think the greatest. Married with children, you know. Yeah, that was another one. There you go. Well, but that's also an old Frank Sinatra song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There is that, but we have to count it. But, yeah, but you're right. There's a caveat. Yeah, I'm just yeah. surprised you didn't bring up the Facts of Life, Todd. It's a great song, honestly, yeah. and it's it's one of the greats. Not my top three. So or different strokes because that's one that you and I sang together in the car yeah. one time. Well, and it's funny too because there's still the those hilarious videos where people change the this the music to the to the opening scene, and it's mm-hmm. like you know different strokes with ominous music is a really fucking creepy opening. <laughs> Same thing with like who's the boss? You know, it's just like this van driving around, and it's just like what the hell? So, uh, but. Hill Street Blues, I think, is one oh, of the most beautiful. so beautiful. You, I, I have it as a, one of my things in the car that's... Yes. I've, like, my car's programmed to play music. It's one of the things. And just, just, that, just that opening, the opening... Uh, the piano. Yes, it's just, it's fantastic. That, I remember uh, when I came back to the States and uh, Thursday morning, you know, Thursday night TV was just the shit. And it would close with Hill Street. And the feelings that I would get to this day hearing that theme... Because it, it would, for me as a kid just starting out in theater school, Hill Street Blues was incredibly inspirational, and that that theme is just absolutely, absolutely magnificent. I will actually also say I think without lyrics, the original series Star Trek theme, because you get those tones. Yeah, you I do. call them the star tones, and then it leads in with Shatner's reading, which is I think perfect. And then it, it just soars into the, the, an uplifting song. Yeah. <clears throat> I remember that song so much because Star Trek, uh, it was a real connection between me and my mother. And I remember after she had passed, when I returned to work at Trek, oh somebody had put on an original series 
uh, episode. And my very first moment back out on the floor, I literally hit the floor right when those tones hit. And I had to get off the floor because it was too much for me. Because it's an incredible, it's an incredible emotional investment. You know, and there are so many fun songs. Yeah. Munsters, Adam's oh, yeah. Family, <laughs> the Monkeys, the Monkeys. You know that they, they they just get you know they, they can be so entertaining. So, so in terms of though being moved, I would have to go with Hill Street Blues and um, uh, Dear John. <laughs> Definitely Dear John. <laughs> but um, and you know and. and but some of them are so iconic, like what Jeff mentioned with Miami Vice, because that is just that that song. It is just absolutely. It there's no other there's no other like it. You know, there's no other series like it. There's no other theme song for it. So, and that's where I can touch that. You know, you guys didn't take it all. Oh, yeah, the last one, uh, original theme song, first season, Starsky and Hutch. Oh, okay. It's actually it's actually a deeper almost like a metal song. It's got a, a real deep bass working the and then it it's it's got Gives you that grit. Yes, it's very it eventually it got into the the then following seasons it got into that uh, I don't. Uh, what the hell is the genre called? The waka 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 waka. Kind of the disco. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Because they did the disco same thing with like chips. Funk, yeah, disco no, funk, something. Yeah, yeah. Like disco funk type of thing. You know, it kind of got into that because there was criticism and worries about the violence in the first, the first two seasons. So they started to ease off a bit. But that first season, that is. Oh, you know, you're getting some huggy bear of that. <laughs> Yeah, they did the same thing with Chips. They start Chips was a lot real instrumental. They're like the first season, and then they tried to funk it up a little bit, right. make it a little more disco-y going yeah. forward. Yeah. yeah, and Chips, yeah, Chips is kind Chips of another good one. Kind of like another one, yeah. Another yeah. iconic one, Cops. Fuck you. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. What you gonna do? Iconic for a whole different reason. <laughs> yeah, I know, but <laughs> I'm coming in with that one, Cops. And we're going out with that. Thank you, Evan, for writing in. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, if you got one that we forgot, and I know there's lots we did, you yeah. know, write to us, comments at geekshockpodcast.com, or throw it up on the lair in the Kofi. Let's talk about it. Fill up the lair, folks. There's yeah. plenty of YouTube videos of 70s and 80s oh, TV, uh, TV themes, and it's nothing but that. It's, yeah. it's worth looking into if you're ever interested. Oh, and wait, they make really good um, trivia questions. Yep. Oh, yes, they do. Yes. Uh, you know what? We're, we're going to squeeze this in because I have to make this happen. Uh-oh. Uh, you know what? I, I put, put it out there to the Discord, and mm-hmm. I put it out there to uh, the, the layer. Uh, but I want to put it out there in general to the listeners. Uh, we need a new name for Jeff's Bad Impressions because they aren't. Some yeah, of they them are. are. Some of them are. <laughs> yeah, but they are. Sometimes they aren't. So it, that, that needs a, this segment needs a whole new name. So if you got a good name, Kirsten, you gave me a good name on, on the Discord. But there's been oh. a few good names that have been put out there. I put out a lot. You did. Uh, one of them was good. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we've got some good suggestions we might go with. But I also want to throw it out there in case someone else has just a real banger. So if you've got a good name for the segment, send it our way. Yeah. Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. This week is sent to us by one of our own. It was Uh-oh. sent a while ago. So okay. it, it's a while coming. Uh, this is from Just Michael. Really? And he says, uh, if he's up to it, I think Jeff could get a really good Jack Nicholson going. Maybe doing Rorschach's <laughs> journal from Watchmen. 
And I said, no. Yeah, no, I said yes. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Jack. I sent you the script, right, Jeff? So this yeah. is your moment. Take your moment to, to prepare. Get in the head. Oh, Get in the boy. head of Nicholson. Don't go Joker. You don't. That's too no, easy. That's, go Nicholson. Yeah. You can't handle the truth. Yeah, yeah. give us that, Nicholson. Yeah. God. I don't give think, us, some, I give just, us some Jessup. I, I just I've ordered ever, the code red. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been able to do a yeah. Nicholson, but I'll give, it, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. Oh, okay, okay. He's prepping. Why is that over easy? Smart. Not anger management. Who <laughs> ordered the code red? All right. All right. Here we go. Dog carcass in the alley this morning. <laughs> Tired Ted on birth stomach. <laughs> City is afraid of me. I have seen its true face. The no. streets are extended gutters, and the gutters are full of blood. And when the drains finally scab over, all of the vermin will drown. The accumulated filth of all their sex and murder will foam up about their waists. And all the whores and politicians will look up and shout, Save us. And I'll look down and whisper, No. That's all I got. Sorry. Maybe Jeff's bad impressions is yeah. the right name for this. this yeah. Is like- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when I would have had to practice. Yeah. Not, not, you'll, not, you'll not get a good practice. Nicholson. That's the point. That's the point. Although I, I say, well, it came off more as a side character from the show Justified than Jack Nicholson. <laughs> or from Wisconsin. But a good oh, attempt. Crazy Jack. I don't yeah. know. That no. was better. That yeah. was better. There, there you go. Yeah, That's yeah, it right there. Yeah. Uh, you need to watch a little. To, yeah. You need to watch uh, Easy Rider and Witches of Eastwick yeah. is actually an underappreciated clinic on Jack Nicholson. And of course. Wait a minute. Which, I was trying to do more Chinatown because Chinatown well, is still one of my favorites it, of his. It is. It is. But it it, it doesn't quite hit that that vintage yeah. Jack. Well, uh, Christian Slater because he's much more subdued was fun, in that. Was it? Was it? Was it? Um, Heather's. Yes. Because he basically yeah. was doing a Jack Nicholson impression. And one thing I've learned is if you want to learn an impression, fuck it. Just watch an impression of somebody doing that. Im- yeah. That person. <laughs> It's a lot easier than listening that's, to the source. <laughs> that's how they. That's yes. how the Zucker brothers and Jim Abrams got Robert Stack to do his performance in yes. the original Airplane. He's like, yes. we don't want. He's like, we want you to watch this guy doing an impression of you because that's the performance we want. Yes. So Robert Stack is doing an impression of another guy doing an impression of Robert Stack right. to get the performance that they wanted in Airplane. There you go. I still find that hilarious to this day. And uh, can you do a Robert Stack? Do it. Do it. Uh, Do it right now. Do it right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it right now. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Robert Stack is Rorschach. You've got the Robert script right Stack there. Is... you got the text right there. You don't need Robert... the script, Jeff. You know the script to Airplane. The beginning and the end. Well, I thought you yeah. wanted me to do the script to Rorschach as well, Robert it, Stack. That's what he just said. Well, we're fighting over this. We are. Yeah. Do Airplane. Do Airplane. Do, do Airplane as Rorschach. <laughs> oh man, man, Jackie Earl Haley doing airplane. That would be funny. Wow, I'm not going to stop you. No. <laughs> What's that? No. Robert Stack is Rorschach, though. That's hilarious. For those that have sent in, and there's been plenty of you, don't worry. They are coming down the line. We'll do what uh, a show as we can. Take a line, and, and if you got one for Jeff, <laughs> you know where to send it. Comics at geekshockpodcast.com. Oh, boy. 
Uh, we got lots of news, so let's get to it. Of course, we got to do news you don't give a shit about. Oh, God, no. Why? Yeah. Blech. Blech. As our as a Kofi member. Yes. Uh, this one, this news you don't give a shit about is brought to you by Commander K's mental dick pics. He gave them to you. Now you pay him. Yes. That was the sponsorship from King Vald. Thank you, King Vald. No, that's true. Think about it. You just think about those dick pics, folks. Think about all the dicks. Especially this week's theme, the big swinging blue dong in D.C. It's like Big Ben needed a pendulum. (laughs) That's right. Jason Momoa looks on with envy. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, Lucasfilm has pulled the plug on the 2022 production start date of Patty Jenkins' upcoming Rogue Squadron film, which was set to be the next feature project in the Star Wars franchise. The production hasn't been shelved, but its start date has been pushed back indefinitely due to schedule issues. Uh, Rogue Squadron was first announced last year during Disney's Investor Day presentation. And Jenkins spoke at the time about she, how she hoped to draw on her pilot father's own experiences to craft a fighter pilot film in the Star Wars universe. The film has been in development since. Then for a release date that was originally going to be the 2023 holiday season and it's supposed to film next year. Now, after consulting with Jenkins on her timetable, Lucasfilm has decided that won't be the case. Outside of Road Squadron, she also develop, is developing a third Wonder Woman feature over at Warner Brothers as well as a new Cleopatra film over at Paramount, so she's busy. Uh, Rogue Squadron is one of several new Star Wars feature film projects, all in various stages of development, that now have indefinite future releases. The other film projects include still-untitled Star Wars films developed by Taika Waititi and Kevin Feige, as well as that... Feige. That's what I said. As long as a that long-discussed new trilogy from Last Jedi director Ryan Johnson. Yeah, no! <laughs> I just don't even know why they're still trying. I'm glad they stopped with Patty Jenkins. They need to get a man. Man needs to make Star Wars with Pat Jenkins. What's Patrick Jenkins doing? Get that guy. Get that guy. Yeah. Sure, it's being directed by Pat Jenkins, man baby. Yeah, that's right. You're going to enjoy it now. Finally, yeah. Finally. Yeah. At the moment, all those Star Wars films have a release date of eventually. TBD. I thought that was interesting, though. I was reading about the uh, the uh, Cleopatra movie that Patty Jenkins is working on, and uh, Gal Gadot is going to be in that one, too. So they've developed quite the working relationship here. Yeah. Yeah, she's uh, like Kyle McLaughlin to Lynch. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about... John M. Chu, as the director of Crazy Rich Asians and In the Heights, has been hired to direct an animated musical film adaptation of Dr. Seuss's 1990 classic, Oh, the Places You'll Go. Jeff, that yawn is the appropriate response. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Couldn't help myself. Nor can the world. Seuss was alive in 1990? Yeah. I think so. Wow. 
And J.J. Abrams will produce the feature. The movie translation of Seuss's final publication prior to his death in 1991 is described as a, quote, globetrotting animated musical following a young adventurer as they journey through the joys and heartaches and the peaks and valleys of life, unquote. Warner Brothers has been exploring a number of Seuss-inspired projects for the silver screen. The studio hopes to launch an entire cinematic universe based on these Seuss's books. Uh, two more movies, The Cat in the Hat and a spinoff for the Cat's Chaos-Loving Companions, Thing 1 and Thing 2, are also in development at WB Animation and slated for release in 2024 and 2026, respectively. Quote, For the first time, we're not just doing one film for one book. We're going to franchise build beyond the initial story of these books to find out what happens next. Susan Brandt, president of Dr. Seuss Enterprises, told Vanity Fair last fall, continuing, I call it stretching the fabric. How far can it go to a little bit deeper with our characters, unquote. Stretching the fabric is right. Stretching it fucking out is exactly what's happening. They're children's (laughs) books. They're children's books. Yeah, and and not like Dr. Seuss did not, this was no, except for two Cat in the Hat books, those are the only two books that could possibly be a sequel to one another. Whatever. Well, wait, wasn't uh, Lorax and Horton Here's a Who related? I, I, I think they were related somehow. Yeah, You're right. You know, hey, be true to the Seussiverse. 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 I like that. God. Yes. In the just... deep story. Pulling a, <laughs> a universe. That's right. I mean, stylistically, yes, that is a universe. Yeah. Hands down. Absolutely. Story wise, the fuck are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, seriously. What? I do. That just brought up a memory from elementary school. My my elementary school library, all the Dr. Seuss books. They actually, uh, the school district had covered over the Dr. Seuss and put the, uh, the Theodore Seuss Geisel, like his real name, on every single one of his books that you could check out from the library. For whatever reason, they refused to just have it listed as Dr. Seuss. Were they I, Christian scientists? They didn't believe in doctors? No, it, just, it was just a weird thing that Kansas did. Does he did not have the, a doctorate? I just think it was them so, going, well, you should know what his real name is and not go by his his pen name. And I was just like, uh, I don't even know where to start with that because there's so many other books in the library that had, you know, pen, pen names. names that, you know, not the actual it's person. Probably the, out, the library that outed Stephen King is Richard Bachman. Oh. Could have been. Wouldn't that was cool, me. though. It is Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is right. It is Kansas. Fuck it all. There you go, Jeff. That should be your, you know, the the whole what's the matter with Kansas that came out decades ago talking about oh, politics yeah, in Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now we can have oh, a Kansas sh- Cinematic Universe. Did I, I just I, <laughs> Kansas Cinematic Universe. There you go. With the Jeff book and the- <laughs> yeah, the Jeff book and what the fuck Kansas and. It's just Kansas. Tornadoes. And then you can throw in, yeah. You can <laughs> yeah, throw in. Tur- ta- the tornadoes turn, spin everything around, so everybody's going ass backwards all the time. There you go. You spin me right round, baby, right round. No, the whole but, plot yeah. of the Kansas Cinematic Universe is they want to be part of the Midwest and aren't. That's right. That's right. As, as the man said, they're so fucked up, they want to be, but they can't. And that's pretty fucked up. Kansas. Our roofs don't leak. <laughs> oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, I know. News you don't give a shit about. Uh, this one, I have to thank David Farrar. He posted this to the lair. I wouldn't have found it otherwise. Arby's will, oh, be, yeah. the meat. will be releasing two limited edition vodkas. 
Arby's Curly Fry Vodka. Yeah. And Arby's Crinkle Fry Vodka. <laughs> you should uh. see the ad. The Curly Fry Vodka <laughs> is billed as a, quote, tribute to the mastery of crisp spiced curled potato, unquote. Oh, God. Distilled with cayenne, paprika, onion, and garlic for a spirit that, quote, preserves the distinctive and authentic tasting notes of the traditional Arby's Curly Fry. Okay, you, you know what all I hear here? You know all I hear? What's going in our mouth? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. My, my question is, is it a potato vodka? Oh. Because then I could maybe get behind it. Stay tuned, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the crinkle fry vodka is made with kosher salt and sugar to honor the, quote, rich tradition of salted potato shapes, unquote. <laughs> salted potato shapes. God, I want to go to McDonald's now. Arby's points out that, like many vodkas, these products are made from potatoes, just like french fries. Quote, we've mastered the art of drive through fries. We wanted to take it one step further by making them 80 proof. Unquote. Pat said, Pat said Patrick Schwing, which Schwing. shouldn't be a real name, but is. Schwing. That's Arby's Schwing. CMO. He said in an announcement, continuing, being a potatoes-based liquor, this limited edition vodka is infused with crinkle and curly fry flavor, so Arby's fans can enjoy our menu from bag to bottle. No, it's going to be bottle in bag, drunk from. It's 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 a bag drink. <laughs> now, I will tell you, though, the, ver- the first one you read could be in a Bloody Mary mix. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Either one of these, if you're not making them in a Bloody Mary, you're doing it wrong. You're yeah. right. Yeah, this would be fine in a Bloody Mary. Because I mean, I like out of it. Strange. I like Arby's curly fries. I just actually had those today, ironically. Um, you should, you should uh, that ferment would... them for a while. See what happens. No, I'm just saying. That I think that that particular vodka would make a good Bloody Mary mixer. I was gonna say that. But for that, anything but you else, beat me to uh, it. why? Okay. Why would you do it for anything? Well, else? Well, that makes sense. Also, that it's Arby's because McDonald's fries. They would never ferment because of all those preservatives. <laughs> you put them on the shelf for two Sugar, years, yeah. and they're still there. Shit, you <laughs> couldn't even infuse a vodka from them. You <laughs> throw it in there, and you taste the vodka. It'll still taste like vodka because that's trapped the flavor yeah. in the fry. But it I will mean, preserve the vodka. That vodka will never spoil. <laughs> to be fair, though, I mean... The number of different vodka flavored vodkas that are out there, I mean... It's huge. It's crazy. Oh, it's the whipped cream, the birthday cake one birthday that you cake. I like, okay. uh, I like the some Fruit strange Loops. Vodka. The However, Fruit Loops one. However, that one was crazy. Oh my God. That actually. It yeah. actually was. We a, need to do a what's going, but we need to wait for Steve and then we should do a live show with a whole bunch of vodka. Oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. <laughs> How about I This knew. is not a good idea. This, no. I think this, and you know, hey, and uh, if we can get Barry in on it, I, I think it'll be. Listen, a you got to give the monkeys what they want because apparently there, they there want you that. go. This would be like a separate video <laughs> take bonus segment. What they want? <laughs> this is what I, I, you know what I want you to do. This we'll record it by someone just sticking a phone on the table and me not being here. <laughs> Aww. Now this this would have to be videotaped and Bonus then put material. up like on unit uh, like a you know free like download. on MySpace. Yeah. Let's put it up on MySpace <laughs> so nobody ever sees it. Yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. Let's videotape it because it looks so great when it's happening. <laughs> Bonus tier material. Bonus hey, tier. Todd loved it when I was slugging that fireball from the bottle, dude. Oh, I still no, he didn't. I still have the video. <laughs> Oh, great. Yeah. It's like that other recording that we won't talk about yeah. that you've got archived. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus. Here's the proof, Your Honor. 
<laughs> I'm starting to wonder. Well, hundred poof. How, how many? How many of those videos you have, or the, how many of those recordings you have archived by now? Two. Just the two. <laughs> All right. The two that matter. Arby says they'll go on sale on Arby'sVodka.com. They made a website on November 18th with a second drop on November 22nd because. Yes, pricing is fifty nine ninety nine each, oh, fuck. with shipping included. Why would you pay that? That's it's, an expensive Bloody Mary. It's a and goddamn expensive. Vodka. I'm also shocked that Barry didn't already own Arby'sVodka.com. That doesn't. <laughs> how did that not? How did that slip through his well, fingers? Well, he he he, he kind of owns it. He owns Arby's Vodka Loves Chocolate Dick dot com. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought it was uh, Vanilla Shakes Love Jamocha. <laughs> that's the Duncan one. That, oh, that's the Duncan one. Jamocha Shakes dot com. Yeah, that's, that's a Duncan one. Different different restaurant. He <laughs> got him with that one. Oh. <laughs> News don't give a shit about. The height of the Squid Game excitement has now bled over to the world of crypto. And oh, some yeah, scammers took advantage of the show's popularity to fleece over $2 million from investors. The new cryptocurrency called Squid leveraged people's love of all things Squid Game to get people to invest in their coin. The creators claimed the digital currency could be used in a new online game based on the Netflix show. Some people bought into the idea and decided to buy their own Squid, which initially went up drastically in value with a peak value price of $2,861 per coin. There were a lot of red flags about the scheme. The most obvious one being that people who bought Squid coins couldn't resell them. On Monday, the schemers cashed out all their coins, causing the value of Squid to effectively drop to zero in minutes. This scheme is apparently a common one in cryptocurrency. Crypto investors call it a rug pull, where the creators of a dodgy crypto pull out all the money in the currency's liquidity pool, causing the value of the coin to become worthless. Unfortunately, this practice will very likely happen again, with the squid scheme being the latest example of how something popular can be twisted to bilk people out of their money. Yep. Well, you see, that's the thing when... If you get rid of government regulation, the market takes care of it. Because I guarantee you, those guys who pulled that stunt ain't ever going to be able to pull it again because investors will know what's going on. They'll do their research. So market forces, down with government. Buy, Yay. Buy some squid. <laughs> I'm going to... We're, 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 uh, folks, this is the perfect time for us to announce that Geek Shock will be launching oh, our own right. crypto. That's right. Calamari. And that's going to... Mon Calamari. It's, we have to keep it geeky. Yes, it's geeky. It's very geeky. So, you know... And, it, and it's not just Mon Calamari. It could be your Calamari. That's right. It's Mon Calamari, quote, it's not a trap. <laughs> oh, see, I thought when you put the buy button, it goes, it's a trap. <laughs> what about our NFT? You swing from the fireball, that digital NFT. That's true. Yeah. That's right. You can buy you can the buy NFT of Kirsten. <laughs> An NFT of uh, The me? video. Someone out there can own the video. You want to buy the video? It's That's one right. NFT. There we're going to go. burn down a forest, but we're going to sell it. Buy, buy a token. Never own the actual video. You can watch Kirsten drink from the bottle as many times as you want. There you and go. When I'm ready to share it with the world, you can say you 
owned it at some point. (laughs) (laughs) Let the bidding begin. God, Todd, I think, man, this is it. This is, we're on our way. This is money. This is money. Yeah. It's too bad we're (laughs) friggin' nice. Barry's sitting listening to this right now going, hold on. Okay, most of us are nice. (laughs) Hold on. Calamari. Where is it? You just don't give a shit about? Oh, yeah, it's still going. Oh, God. MGM is developing a remake of the 1989 film Roadhouse <laughs> with Doug Lyman, who directed Edge of Tomorrow, looking to direct, and Jake Gyllenhaal in Tarman's Talks to Star. This film project is a priority for the studio. The original movie starred Patrick Swayze as James Dalton, a Zen bouncer hired to clean up a rough-and-tumble bar in Missouri. Dalton's successful enterprise attracts the ire of the corrupt businessman that controls the small town. Unquote. You're my new Saturday night thing. Why are they remaking that movie? It's such a classic. God damn it. <laughs> no, that. Is it really such a classic? Yes, it is. It's Dude. it's a pretty fun movie. Yes. Dude. It's, I mean, it's a fun movie. Dude. It's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's. The, I want you to be nice. <clears throat> Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze's a dude. But Sam Elliott. Now, are we... Is Sam going to be in this one? I doubt it. Is, is he going to be the mentor to, I doubt to, it. to no. Jake? And, His and character died in the movie. Spoilers, This Jack. is a remake. Yeah. Yes, they're remaking it. It's not a... You can bring it back. It's not, not, a, a, not, a soft, not, a not a soft reboot where well, it's, soft it's tied reboot. to the original. It's no. a complete from scratch remake. Then not you, at all then connected you go to the original. Curly's gold and he's a twin. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Fucking A, Jeff. Either that or you get Kevin Spacey as the mentor. Ooh. Oh, oh, too soon, Torgo. <laughs> Actually, dude, that... Like swimming with sharks, Pat... Uh, Kevin Spacey? No, yeah. modern <laughs> evil as no. Kevin Spacey. No. Not even as a different character as Kevin Spacey. Drunk while working Broadway, Kevin Spacey. Ooh. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Who else are you going to ask you went even to, darker to, than... to cool off your rowdy bar? Just have Kevin in there grabbing groin, <laughs> telling them they love it, and then apologizing afterward. Roadhouse wow. 2, grab and groin. <laughs> oh, Oof. that freaking family guy. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> Just kicking everything. That's, yeah. the, that's the only reboot of Roadhouse I want to see. There you go. Guy. That's what, what yeah. are you? It, it's been done. Yeah. Oh, well. But Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I'm sure he'll be great. What? I Okay. <laughs> I love Will Jake. You know? No, I love Jake. Jake know? is wonderful, but... Roadhouse. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, Zen kicking. Yeah, I don't see it either. Jake can do the Zen, but can he do the the the, the shirtless Tai Chi in the moonlight? Oh, Deb, can he? I mean, ten, <laughs> ten years ago would have been great. Like oh, I haven't. Well, let's oh, be clear. Take that, Jake. Back Joel. when, back when Jake had a MySpace. Okay. Sit down oh. before you fall down. Does it, does it? <laughs> that poor guy, he's grabbing his nuts right now like, what the fuck? How I many know. throat rips does he get in on that? <laughs> How old is Jake Gyllenhaal now? 60? Yeah. No, he's probably my age. <laughs> you just, you just I'm not stepping in that Slide tackle right in there. She did. I should put a shield up. I can't go yeah, through that. She just like... 
<laughs> Boom! <laughs> Roadhouse. The, not the reboot we deserve. Yeah. Roadhouse. But the reboot and, we're going to get. Yeah, it's not the one we need either. Mm-mm. Or the one we deserve. Yeah, no. <laughs> Can we go right back around to it? Absolutely. <laughs> we don't want it. We'll we come back, deserve Jeff. it. We don't need it. Roadhouse. <laughs> hey, you got to be nice. Until I tell you it's time to not be nice. That's right. No, my favorite line from that movie is, oh, God. I, Good my job. My favorite line. I can't yeah, even remember. Good job. Good line. It isn't, isn't it? Hurts, don't it? Oh, yes. You're right. Hurts. <laughs> and you just that fucking smile underneath that goddamn mustache. What, what makes that movie so good is it's really kind of bad. Yeah. <laughs> it is no. a good, bad film. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Yes. There you go. And, 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 go. and I mean that in the most sincere way. It is a fun film to watch, partially because it's not a good film. I want you right. to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. It's a whole bunch of crazy, weird... Zen speak. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If you do it with the modern straight sensibility, you're going to break it. If you try to go in on the camp aspect, you're going to break it. Yep. I uh, Okay. This they is, is going to be like the RoboCop remake. Wait. Just, okay, that happened. Yeah. Wait a minute. Because I think you well, Like when he's getting the staples and she's like, do you want a Logan? Goes, yeah. Nope. She's nope. like, it's going to hurt. Pain don't hurt. Like, That's right. Really? Pain don't, don't hurt? There you go. <laughs> I know. Okay. Just... Hold on. You guys are suddenly selling me on Jake. <laughs> I can see him delivering that line. I don't know, man. It, you're right, Todd. If this goes completely dark, I mean, if we're talking about not one, not not a femto second of funny, I, I think we got something here. Like Nightcrawler? There you go. The guilty, or or the one directed by Tom Ford. I talked about with Amy Adams. That one was fucking dark. Oh shit! I can't remember the title. Somebody throw it up in the lair. That was dark. Okay, I'm sold. Good job, Torgo. You sold me on it. That's what I do. You did it. Weekend geek. Be nice. (laughs) Hurts, don't it? Does now. This news came down the wire a little bit ago, but finally getting around to it. But I, I want to discuss it a little bit uh, about the new Hellraiser movie. Pinhead will be played by Jamie Clayton, one of the stars from The L Word, Generation Q. Spyglass is producing the film, and it's described as a loyal yet evolved reimagining of the movie that is based on Clive Barker's novella, The Hellbound Heart. I love that phrase. That's a great phrase. You you didn't you didn't even write that. Uh, did no, you? that's they, a quote. That's that is a quote. <laughs> wow. yeah. They wrote that. I love it. The story is about a puzzle box that opens a gateway to hell, basically, yeah. run by Cenobites, mutilated beings dedicated to torture, Body and horror. led by the hellish Pinhead. It's also announced that Clive Barker has recently boarded the project as a producer alongside David S. Goyer. Uh, Barker seems very happy with the reboot, which is the big surprise here because he wasn't up till now. So having seen some of the designs from David Bruckner's new Hellraiser film, he says they pay homage to what the first film created, but then takes it places it's never been before. This is a Hellraiser on a scale. Yes. No, they did that already. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. (laughs) Oh, this is a Hellraiser on a scale that I simply didn't expect. David and his team are steeped in the story's mythology, but what excites me is their desire to honor the original even as they revolutionize it for a new generation, unquote. Uh, David Bruckner did The Night House, is directing from a screenplay by Ben Collins and Luke Pitowski. The story was created by Goyer. The film project already wrapped production. 
But all these details were recently revealed. Uh, Hellraiser will debut on Hulu sometime in 2022. Hellraiser on an island. Hellraiser on an island. There you go. That sounds awful. <laughs> but cast yeah. a razor. <laughs> I, I, I'm cast waiting for the scene with Pinhead. You know, going, I made this fire. I'm sorry. I made this fire. I'm Pinhead. Oh, wow. I, I, just, that, I just did a salute to Paul, didn't I? Kind of. Yeah, that was really Tiffany a, Lemon yeah, Squares as really Pinhead. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a reboot I can we get We have behind. such sights to show you. I, You know, that's a fucking hard line to say. We have such sights to show you. It's like yeah. Sally sells. Yes. She, yes, yes. She sells by the seashore. <laughs> exactly. We have such. Sally has such sights to say. Oh, fuck. So I, for the first time, I'm excited about this reboot. One for the casting and two for the philosophy that seems to be underpinning it. If, yeah, because that original one was good. The rest of them, well, it was okay. But yeah. I mean. First one rest, was good. Second one was okay. Them, oh, God. Fuck dude, off the rest of them. Dude, yeah. you, you, you get inspired by the first one and you pile on some more money than the first one ever had. I can actually see. I mean, we're talking about hell. Come on, that you know. If you're gonna have some special effects, do hell. Go to hell with it. Yeah, that's what they did with the second one, and I like <laughs> visually what they did with the second one. Right, that has some great design. And Atkins, the guy that wrote and I think directed that one, based on uh, some of Barker's ideas, mm-hmm. it, there's still some Barker in that. Right. But the Barker all goes away after yeah. the second one. Right. It, it becomes schlock horror stuff. Yeah. And like, and I'm fine with schlock horror. But not if you didn't start with it. If yeah. you started with something good and strong and then you turned it to schlock later, I'm going. Even sure. Doug Bradley couldn't save that oh, mess. Yeah. Right. You mean like the direct-to-DVD, like, number four in the Disney like movies that they used to oh, do geez. like in oh, the yeah. 80s and 90s? Jesus. Yeah. God. That's horrible. God, Dis- I'd rather watch Hellraiser 5 than some of those straight-to-DVD bullshits. You go. I was working for the Disney catalog when they did that. Uh, we were doing the telesales, like people call in, and it's you're Eisner. supposed to yeah. talk about the the upcoming straight to state straight to VHS and DVD. Uh, with like Mulan Ooh. two was one of them. Mulan sighting, um, yeah, dude. I watched Aladdin two. Yep, I watched Peter Pan Return to Neverland in the theater, even though it was only released on DVD, uh, because they premiered it at the El Capitan in oh, LA. Oh, right. ah, the El and, Capitan. And the best thing about that movie was the organ before the damn thing showed. <laughs> nice. The organ, everybody, brought to you by Kirsten's Mental Dick Picks. Think of the organ. <laughs> think think, think big swing and blue. I hate to bring it down at this point. <laughs> this is not the appropriate follow-up to what's... Because we got to honor Dean yeah. Stockwell now after that. Oh, oh. Dean. Well, I Talking mean, it, about Big Swing and Oregon. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the movie that we watched uh, with Dean Stockwell in it, uh, the really bad one that had all the weird sex scenes in it. What was the name of that movie? Debbie Does Dallas. Wait, what? No. Are you talking about the Dunwich Horror? <laughs> yes, Dunwich yes. Horror. Yes. I guess it kind of lends into leading into. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The horror. The har- he was Debbie does Galactica. You could barely one? fucking recognize him with that yeah. permy hair yep. and the 
porn stash. Yeah. He had a porn stash. He did. Yeah, I, I even, I even lock, locked it here. Dean Stockwell, of course, if you didn't know. Legendary character actor who began his career as a boy in the golden age of Hollywood and mm-hmm. played 200 roles yeah. across seven decades of work in film and television. He died this ah. last Sunday at the age of 85. Uh, Stockwell made his broad day, Broadway debut in 1943. And by 1945, he was under contract at MGM, working in films alongside the likes of Gregory Preck. Gregory Preck. Gregory Preck. Gregory Preck. Brought to you by Commander K's Mental Dick Picks. Gregory Prick. It's, it's what happened, isn't it? That's what happened. I'm, I'm trying to read, and it's K's massive cock in my head. <laughs> Mentally, folks. <laughs> if it was real, he'd be dead. <laughs> Which is probably real for any cock. <laughs> He's not pinhead, spike head. Gives a whole new name for cockhead. Okay, just no, don't do it. Okay, where was I talking nice about a dead man? Yes. <laughs> 70-year career. Yes, films alongside Gregory Peck. <laughs> Pitt had a bunch of dildos. Like, it's been done, this. right? It's had to have been done. Poor, poor Dean. Wow. I know. I think this is a great honorific. <laughs> <laughs> and with Frank Sinatra when he was nine years old. Nine-year-old. Though he's perhaps best known for his work as Admiral Al Calavisi on sci-fi series Quantum Leap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stockwell's extraordinary career includes countless subgenres and roles from early classics like Gentleman's Agreement and Anchors Away to Kim and Married to the Mob and roles on The Twilight Zone, Stargate SG-1, voice acting works and projects like Batman Beyond the Return of Joker, uh, some highlight, uh, highlights uh, highlights for children. Some highlights include the Dunwich Horror, uh, also, of course, as Dr. Wellington Yui and David Lynch's Dune. And Stockwell rejoined Lynch in Blue Velvet in 86, and later Ron Moore's Battlestar Galactica reimagining as Fable Cylon Number 1. So, yeah, if you're genre, you've seen him and you love him, Absolutely. respect and honor him. Respect and honor him. God, yeah, he had such an amazing career, too. I mean, what little of it I knew prior to his passing and then finding out all the other things that oh, he had dude, done. Dude, when you find out... I didn't realize the, he was a child actor. Exactly. Yeah. I, I saw that picture of him as a kid. You can you can sort of see him in that kid's yeah. face and it's just like, yeah, this well, is before MySpace. Yeah, because I remember him being in, you know, in roles in his 20s and going forward. So yes. you're think, you think, oh, he's he's been in business for, you right. know, 50, 60 years and then you realize, nope, he got started as a child actor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Scott Bakula was talking about the fact that he was very protective of child actors because of his own experiences. Right. So he said that any time there was a child on one of the sets, he would always be very gentle and talk to them and find out how you know how they were doing, what their experiences were like, and if he felt like they were being mistreated in any way whatsoever, he would be a fierce protector. No of Kevin those Spacey in those remakes on the. I'm waiting for somebody to bring it up. Of course, goddamn Matt. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. It's either me or Kay. And he was the one that ooed the first time I brought it up. Now he's, he's in there. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Jeff. You were saying something wonderful about uh, Mr. Yeah. Stockwell. Yeah. Oh, my. No, but he just is an amazing actor. Uh, he you know, is. Scott Bak- if, you, if you get a chance, look it up. Scott Bakula has a... A nice little that uh, is that tribute is, to him. It that, is, yes, that basically says everything you need to know about him. You know, so you know he got nominated 
for an Oscar for Married to the Mob while he was still working on uh, Quantum Leap. And, you know, he said, you know, Scott Bakula said he could have left um, us at any time, but he loved the project. He loved the work. He loved the role. He stuck with it. So he was, quote, stuck with us. I forget how many um, seasons they did. They only did five years. uh, So five seasons. But... um, Oh, boy. Uh, just, you know, the, the one that I like is when Scott Bakula talks about how he's like, if you didn't know that, if you hadn't caught a whiff of his cigar to find out that he was coming on to set, you knew and he said, the, forgot, the fun begins now. And that was his, his kind of way to get people hyped up to do, start shooting their scenes and stuff. So, you know, by all accounts, an amazing, amazing individual, both on and off screen. Gail Garcia Bernal, who is in Mozart in the Jungle and Old, has been cast for a Marvel Halloween special on Disney Plus based on Werewolf by Night. Darewolf. Damn it. The moniker is associated with two different people in the Marvel Universe, Jack Russell and Jake Gomez. Jack Russell. (laughs) Yes, Andy. Jack Russell goes way back to the early 1970s when he was created by Jerry Conway, Roy Thomas, and Mike Plug. The curse of lycanthropy ran in the character's family for generations, and Jack was able to partially cure his affliction in a way that allowed him to retain his human mind after transformations and fight crime. Basically, the werewolf blade. Jay Gomez is a much more recent addition to the Marvel Universe, having debuted in a brand new Werewolf by Night series that kicked off late last year from the creative team of Taboo, that's the member of the Black Eyed Peas, Taboo, uh, Benjamin Jackendoff, and Scott Eaton. Hailing from Jackoff? I heard Jack. I, I heard Jack and Off. Jack, Jack and Doff. Jack, Jack and Doff. Wow. Brought to you by Commander K's mental dick pics. Here's a little ditty about Jack and Doff. <laughs> Hailing from Arizona, Gomez is a member of the Hopi tribe who uses his own familiar werewolf, familial werewolf curse. <laughs> we broke Torgo. You're gonna say you were gonna say werewolf cock, weren't you? We what? Have, we, uh, we have such shite to show you. <laughs> uh, werewolf curse to take on a shady pharmaceutical company conducting heinous experiments on Native Americans. No confirmation yet on which version of the character will serve as basis for the Halloween special, which is reportedly scheduled to begin production in early 2022. I'm gonna guess probably the latter. Not the Jack Maybe. Nicholson wolf run, right? Definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Dude. No, the Benicio del Toro one. That oh god, that movie. one. It was. Am I the only one? You you watching Wolf? You're actually like screw the werewolf stuff. I'm actually liking this whole infighting in the book industry shit. Yeah, <laughs> like you know, and just just I mean that was like oh this is this is fun this is cool and and then it became werewolf. Then, yeah, then the movie continued. Yeah, then the movie continued. It Jack Russell. It's first of all that name is is actually just fucking hilarious. Yeah. I don't know if that was deliberate. Did those things mm-hmm. exist back then? I don't know, but. Um, it was originally just a horror, just a horror, and he was completely immersed in the wolf thing. There was they eventually did that. He like became a member of the Defenders right. and stuff like that. But the original stuff was actually that was some that was some of the cooler uh, Marvel pushing pushing at horror, pushing back right against doing the Morbius stuff and-, and pushing back against the comics code. By the way. Just as a tangent, have you seen just just the promotional picture for Mobius? 
For Mobius? No, but Morbius I did. Morbius. Oh, okay. Mobius, yeah. Yeah, the Mobius. I love Mobius as Mobius no, The Mobius one, that was a little twisted around. That one just keeps going on and yeah, on and yeah, on and forever. it just never stops, so. Just like this joke. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Love you, Paul. But uh, Morbius, have you, because that, that's a help. Have you seen that? I, I watched the teaser trailer. I didn't watch it. I just saw the promotional picture of the face. Yeah, Jack Gyllenhaal's at least 60. Yeah, really. I don't know. Does he even does is it does the MySpace figure into that? Yeah, it absolutely figures into <laughs> yeah. it. At least in the preview trailer. Okay, though. So, so stay away from it if you don't like MySpace. All right, all right. But he did attach his own songs to it. Oh, okay. I man, I hope Sam Elliott plays Whistler. He does. All right. Hurt, donate. That, that's a lie. Yeah, but it's a hell of a face. It is a hell of a face. It looks good. Werewolf by night. Jack Russell. <laughs> Peter Jackson has sold off his New Zealand-based VFX company, Weta Digital, for $1.625 billion to Unity Software, a 3D development platform. It's explained that in the deal, the VFX tools have been used to bring projects like The Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, Avatar, The Suicide Squad, Marvel Films, Planet of the Apes, all those to life will be made available to creators all over the world. The tools will be released using a cloud-based workflow, quote, with a software-as-service pricing to be announced later, unquote. Under the deal, Unity is obtaining the Weta Digital Suite of VFX tools and technology and its team of 275 engineers who will join Unity's Create Solutions division. John Riccatello, Unity's president and CEO, said, We are thrilled to democratize these industry-leading tools and bring us the genius of Peter Jackson and Weta's amazing engineering talent to life for artists everywhere, unquote. Weta went on to say that they have a goal of inspiring other creators and adds, quote, We're Jimi Hendrix, and now we're selling guitars. We think this world has many more Jimi Hendrixes, unquote. It's a strong, strong quote. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Although, when it comes to VFX... It's really the, the top two, Lucasfilm and yeah, Weta. Weta. Yeah. They, 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 yeah, they now, set uh, standards. Weta's digital VFX and animation teams, known as WetaFX, will continue to exist as a standalone entity. It's expected to become Unity's largest customer in the media and entertainment space. So WetaFX, with about 1,700 employees, will remain majority owned by Jackson. And uh, the proposal deal is expected to close before the end of 2021. Wow. Hmm, there you go. Now, Unity is the engine that when you can't afford Unreal, you yeah. go with Unity. Yeah. Like, like, I think Unity even has a free version out there that you can use. So it's used for a lot of beginning game developers. So to have this as part of their tool set is Pretty it's kind of democratizing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, now we can add Tier 6 one you know fuck fast plus one okay where what jeff is going to use these tools jeff. to animate our D D games that we will play with the show oh Monkeys. that's awesome that's very nice of you jeff i'm glad you have that yes. time to create these it's animations from scratch we'll of course have to you know pull from the gofundme to buy the software and so and train jeff, jeff how to use it oh, tra- i train Train. Jeff doesn't. It's train. Jeff. It's Jeff. He knows. It's Jeff. Jeff just knows. Jeff. He plugs it into his temple, right. and he t- 
take he trains Jeff, it. This Jeff, isn't freaking Jeff. lock and key where you just <laughs> toss the books in my head using the head key. I mean, Jesus. Now, listen, I, when, when Jeff when Jeff and I saw Matrix and Keanu Reeves said, I know Kung Fu, Jeff said, So do I. Because he knew yes. it right in that that's same right. moment. That's right. Right in that that's moment. Jeff. I barely know how to use after effects, <laughs> let alone get in this shit. Man. You know, you God, Todd. It's just so hard to talk the man up. He just won't let you. He's, yeah. I don't know. We're humble. trying to be your hype people, He's Jeff. too humble. Yeah. Yes. Well, you're not yeah. doing a great job there, Flay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 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 yeah, boy. <laughs> uh, and probably my favorite news article of the week. Uh, Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters are getting their own horror comedy movie. I saw that. Uh, the brand, uh, the brand. Jesus, are we at two hours yet? Yes, we are. Yep. The band surprised social media followers by announcing Studio Six Six Six, a fictional horror docu comedy based on a story by Grohl. Somehow. Foo Fighters kept the whole project a secret up till now, even though the movie's debut in theaters nationwide is three months away. Wow. The entire band, Grohl, along with Taylor Hawkins, Nate Mendel, uh, Pat Smear, uh, Chris Shiflett, and Jamie Jaffe, will appear as themselves, along with a reported lineup that includes comedian Whitley Cummings, SNL veteran Will Forte, Leslie Grossman, uh, who was in American Horror Story, uh, Jenna Ortega, Jeff Garland. In the film, the band... Uh, I, I wrote Mivs. I don't know what Mivs means, but I wrote it. Moves? The, the band Mivs. It's Moves. It's got to be Moves. I wrote Mivs. The you band got, Mivs. You got Moves or Gives. It, it's, it better be. It better be Moves. <laughs> the band moves, apparently, into an Encino, California mansion that's, quote, steeped in grisly rock and roll history to record their much-anticipated 10th album, unquote. Once in the house, Dave Grohl finds himself grappling with supernatural forces that threaten both the completion of the album and the lives of the band. Uh, Grohl said the band was inspired by fun vanity projects of the past. Think uh, Beatles' Help or The Who's Tommy. Yeah. Yeah, to chase its own movie-making ambitions. Directing is B.J. McDonald, whose previous directing credits include Hatchet 3 and the 2019 documentary Slayer the Repentless Killology. Uh, McDonald also served as camera operator on yeah. both Malignant some, and upcoming good movies. Top, top Gun Maverick. With a script penned by Jeff Bueller, who did uh, Pet Cemetery and Night Flyers, and Rebecca Hughes, who did Cracking Up, Studio 666 will release in more than 2,000 theaters worldwide on February 25th of next year. Bueller. Bueller? Bueller. That's great. Uh, you know what? We have not had a good rock band based movie in an age yeah, yeah i mean it has been a long time. spinal tab i mean sure it was kind of hurt by sergeant pepper's uh, movie that was probably what killed a lot of it the the last one i can think of was uh uh the lonely island project pop star never stop never stopping yeah but and that but was a satire band to begin yes with. exactly they're not like an established rock yes. band right. that did this and it yeah and it was that one was much more in vain of like a this is spinal tap because it, it you know rock mockumentary whereas you know your projects like you know the beatles help uh monkey's head um you know oh, etc monkey's head talk about jack nicholson you know yeah um i'm i'm yeah i i read that yesterday and i was excited for it because 
I you know I love pretty much everything that Dave Grohl gets involved with lately. Sure, just, and, and the dude is a ball of fun. Whenever he's yeah. appeared in other people's movies, yes, he's he's so unassuming of himself. Yeah, that he's just able to just get in there and have fun. He just yeah, he just wants to have fun. He have have a good time. You know, the times he's popped in on Saturday Night Live in skits, uh, doing the Tenacious D stuff. You know. Basically playing the devil twice, uh, both in the uh, tribute music video and in Pick of Destiny. Um, yeah, he just he he's he's enjoying life, and you know, goodness knows the man deserves it. You know, and he's promised lots of gore, so he's making a yeah. fun comedy horror oh, movie. Yeah. Why isn't Rob Zombie directing it? Uh, he's busy doing the monsters. Yes. Bom, let it, let bom, him bom, let him do the monsters. Bom, bom, yeah. Bom, yeah. Let him do his thing. He can do bows. No, he can't. Write to us. Comments yeah. at podcast.com <laughs> He can't. For Kirsten, he can't. Don't let him. He can do concerts and movies at the same time, but that he can't do two movies. No. Wow. You're you're laying. You're saying no, like Deb hearing a proposal about something. What? 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 <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I forgot what she knows so hard, but she knows something. It was appropriate. And I can't remember what it is either, but it was kind of appropriate at the time. And I want to thank our new Kofi members, J.R. Conkle, who gave us a one shot beforehand, but now he's a full on member. Yeah. Heidi Johnson, Scully, Mr. Dumble Dave, thank you so much for joining the ranks. Scully. And a thank you to King Vald for a one off. He's already a member, but he still gives up these one offs. Uh, this one, and also sponsored the show tonight. So, oh, yeah. So thank you very, very much. All right. Sponsors. Yeah. He's going to teach me a Norwegian accent. Is he? Yeah. How's that going to go? I have no idea. That's needs. First, you must learn the speaking, and then you do the accent. It's not going well, is it? Is well, we haven't you, started you, you yet. Well, well I kind of, that's the baseline. You, you got kind the of Swedish like, there. Like, yeah, you got what? the Swedish chef. That's the Swedish chef. You know, all these experts knowing the difference between Norwegian and Swedish, you really impress me. Well, you know, if you watched Vikings, maybe. Oh, shit, yeah. Or, it's sexy, know. Kay. Watch it. Sexy K. You can learn a little bit more about some of these. (laughs) You can change your name. You can be Sexy K. Oh, I'm mental dick pic K. You sure are. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, I do want to thank our Footlong Chili Dog Tier 2 members, John Footlong. Oh, you said it. Footlong. Right after mental. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Everybody's names. You're now associated with it. John B., the Microscope, Mike, and Elena <laughs> Mama Ninja Scoop and Heidi Johnson. Thank you so much. And everybody who supports us on Kofi. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Dr. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. And Deb. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Lord help you all. <laughs> <laughs> Should we slide tackle Deb? No, because you'll get hurt. <laughs> That's true. I'll That's get true. hurt just watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll enjoy watching it. So you guys made me laugh so hard my jaw hurts today. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, just like your jaw will hurt when she slide tackles you. Yeah. Or your jaw would hurt when With the mental kit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, do not, I do not think that is how it works. <laughs> oh. No. This is your fault, King Vol. <laughs> <laughs>